Budget nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, That's Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with me is one. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. And with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug Tilly. Bow, 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 Number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> you should just keep that in. Oh, I'm gonna keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if there's if there's nothing else that we learned from. Uh, from the movie that we're going to be covering on this episode of No Budget Nightmares, it's that sometimes mistakes can improve a movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to leave them in for reasons that are uh, ill-defined. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Might even be confusing to watch. Uh, but, uh, but no, that's... Uh, well, well, I mean, we'll certainly get into that in just a little bit. Mo, did you know this is uh, episode number 95? Holy shit. Of No Budget Nightmares. 95 episodes, Mo. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, John Cross did that in like a year. Yeah. And, and we're just like six years in. Well, here's the thing. Look, quality takes time. We all know this. Yeah, right? This if dumb. we were just cranking them out, you can you might not be able to see it, but I can I'm snapping my fingers right now. Uh-huh. Uh, if we were just cranking it out week after week after week, the quality would go downhill, just like on the after movie diner. But here, <laughs> here oh, that, expla- that explains my masturbation habits. <laughs> <laughs> here, down downhill. <laughs> here we have an expectations of certain qualities, and I got a roundup mode of record. So sometimes <laughs> it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, but, but you know, you know, every bit that you pay for this podcast is right up there on the screen. <laughs> Mo, you're every, gainfully employed. Well, I finally, finally, but you now are in the uh, great state of Florida. Yeah, I don't and know if I'd use the term. I'm in the state of Florida. You're yes. in a state of Florida. I'm, I'm in, yeah, no, no. It's like, um, you know, it's like euphoria or confusion. You know, it's it's its own state. Mo is in a state of confusion and in the state of Florida, but now you are a working man. That is what you are. I guess that's what I am, yeah. Yes, that's right. I was sort of going there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm but, th- three-man army all the way. I got you. And how does it feel, Mo? Uh, well, I haven't actually started yet, mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel any different at all. But uh, just knowing that I have something is, or that I will be getting a paycheck again, is super nice. Yeah, some of that sweet, sweet De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro. <laughs> he, he, I mean, I've, I've I've read he hangs around Florida anyway, uh, oh, spouting sorry. anti-vaccine rhetoric. <laughs> Is he an anti-vaxxer, really? Uh, well, you know, okay, so let's not, let's get into this, actually. This is what people listen to the show for. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't, they don't give a shit about had, the movies we cover. They want to know about our opinions on politics. He had a film, he has a film festival he runs in New York. Uh, the name of it escapes me. And uh, there was an anti-vaccination documentary that played there. And he got a lot of flack for the fact that he was letting this documentary full of misinformation play at his festival. And he was huh. like, you know, they just, 
so, you know, we went through it went through our screeners. We thought it was a good movie. So at that point, you're like, huh, De Niro, what the fuck are you doing? But, you know, it doesn't really necessarily reflect anything. And then, like, what, two months ago, he came out and basically said that people shouldn't vaccinate their kids. Like, Lovely. Or maybe he said, you know what? They should vaccinate them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my, my De Niro. <laughs> Mo, what do you think? That might be the worst De Niro I've I've ever heard, a except for bit. my own. Except for my own, mine's pretty. He's Doug Tilley. Definitely keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfectly timed. <laughs> Actually, every time I want you to shut up, Mo, I'm just gonna play that clip. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Mo, what are we talking about today? Uh, this episode of No Budget Nightmares on Dork Shelf uh, is brought to you by a certain man. Do you know what his name is? His name is David Rock Nelson. Mo. I like that. I like that you asked me who it was and then told me. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is a man, a certain man, David the Rock Nelson. Yeah. Now, is it David the Rock Nelson or David Rock Nelson? I hear it both I've, ways. I've heard it both ways, and even in this, like even in the credits, it's listed both ways, and it's even listed as Rocky Nelson in one. In well, his one actual spot. real name is Rocky Nelson, I believe. Oh, is it? And he got his nickname. Mo, did you know how he got his nickname? His nickname is David? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually I don't know where David comes from necessarily. Maybe it is David Rocky Nelson, but certainly his IMDb is it goes by Rocky Nelson. Oh. Um but he got his nickname The Rock or Rock when he was a <clears throat> boxer. Oh, there's a big fucking surprise. He was a boxing man uh which he became after he left the Marines, Mo. Mhm. Mo, what do you know about David Rock Nelson? <laughs> well, a lot more than I used to now, uh-huh. that I watched, now that I watched the first 40 minute intro of this movie um, I don't know, I, I, I know, let's see, I know uh, how he likes to drink his coffee No, 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 f- wrong What? His java is what he oh, I'm sorry, his, dra- his java with sugar Mm-hmm um, he doesn't. He doesn't use that. He doesn't use that that press anymore. Now he goes straight for this for the instant. It's much quicker. Much quicker. You know? He's got. A, he doesn't have a lot of time. Mm. Uh, you got to work in a few workouts, of course, and, and of he has course. the protein shakes for. Oh yeah, 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 when, yeah. Uh, Another time. Now, listeners, you might be wondering what the fuck we're talking about right now. Well, we're summarizing some of the content that is is part of the intro to the movie we're covering on this episode of No Budget Nightmares, which is what Mo. The Devil Ant. The Devil Ant from 1999. Uh, and uh, this is really in kind of the sweet spot, the midpoint of of the work of the... Actually, it's not even... It's probably the first quarter of the work of David Rock Nelson, who started really making monster movies in the Chicago area in 1991 and gained a lot of kind of local fame in Chicago for doing these shot-on-video Ultra micro budget uh, monster movies, uh, very strongly influenced by his love of kind of monster movie culture, and they have a lot of consistent qualities to them, which we're going to discuss on this episode. But they would not be what one would traditionally call good movies. Would that be correct, Mo? You know what? No, I don't even know. If All I'd right, disagree it. right off the no, top. yeah, right off the bat. I don't know if I wouldn't say they're, that they're not good. I mean, I've only seen the one as mm-hmm. of now. And, and I, you know, I mean, not to, you know, not to, to, to jump the gun or anything, but I really thought it was fun. I like this movie a lot. Then but, let me backtrack mode. But, but I don't know if I don't know if I would say these were good, but they are definitely not polished. And they're definitely not in. If you were to show this to a uh, your average everyday uh, piece of shit movie goer. <laughs> <laughs> 
they they might be, and we've referred to this before on the show. They might think of this movie as not necessarily uh, a, an actual, real feature film because right. it has a lot of the elements that I would connect with, uh, not just amateur filmmaking, but almost home movies. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say a, a good chunk of this movie feels like it's just a home movie with a weird storyline attached. Right, and again, this is it's one of the fun things about uh, being interested in shot on video and micro budget cinema is that you encounter these things that kind of walk that line, right? And uh, this movie not only does it have a lot of footage which could be defined as home video footage, oh, yeah. but it also has people who are being dragged into this movie. Without really their permission at all. <laughs> That's very true. And in fact, yeah, his, see- his, his guerrilla style of filmmaking is almost admirable in its tenacity. <laughs> it's almost admirable in his willingness to irritate people <laughs> for his own means. Right, exactly. Because when you see the opening credits of The Devil Ant from 1999, you see a lot of very familiar names in there. Uh, yeah, at see- the 50 minute mark when the, when the opening credits start. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll see names like Fred Olin Ray and Roger Corman and uh, Tom and w- Savini and Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton makes an appearance in The Devil yeah. Ant. A credited appearance by Hillary Clinton. Now that actually <laughs> it makes me I don't think that she's credited on I, on the IMDb for this movie unfortunately, but she uh, should be. I want to go in and fix that. You know one of his yeah. other films features the uh, pro wrestling legend Rick Flair in it. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he was overjoyed to have Rocky just toss a fucking bug at his face. <laughs> you know what? I bet you Ric Flair's reaction to uh, being in uh, Rocky Nelson's. What movie do you is? think it's gonna sound like, Mo? I think it might be something like this. Woo! 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 Peek out my microphone <laughs> <laughs> for testing purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else do we know about David Rock Nelson, Mo? Um. Well, he's, uh, let's see, he's not crazy, because a title told me. No, he's eccentric, it says He's eccentric and an artist. Um, I read that one three or four times. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the Ed Wood of the 90s and beyond. Yep, yep. Uh, And who who, who said that about him? Somebody said that about him. I believe it was the leader of the Chicago Psychotronic Film Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and what else do I know about? Yeah, him? come on, let's. Do, well, I, I'll, I'll tell he, you a little bit has, more. I know he has quite a collection of uh, of classic Hollywood monster memorabilia. Yes, like, re- like really impressive. Which at the time when the Devil Ant was made, uh, he lived with his parents in Chicago, and his parents actually, in fact, his mother makes an appearance in this movie, um, and he often had them appear in his films to to some degree. And, uh, yeah, he has an amazing collection of memorabilia and candy and all sorts of <laughs> odd things. Um, just a quick summary of his life leading up to the point where he made The Devil Land. Uh, as we mentioned, David Rock Nelson was in uh, the military. He was in the Marines. He followed that up with becoming a uh, Golden Gloves boxer, a door-to-door dictionary salesman for a number of years. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine, like, like the way that would go? <laughs> you know, and then being barraged with the energy of David Rock Nelson f- for what I imagine would be six and a half hours. I just like the idea that like, he'd like a, he'd work like a ten hour shift, and he'd sell like one dictionary because he's only managed to go to one house. <laughs> <laughs> but, he but he sold, but he sold the shit out of that dictionary. And though. think about all the free coffee he was able to get. Yeah, uh, all that Java <laughs> with and, sugar. 
And uh, in the uh, early 90s, in fact, he, I guess he got the movie bug. He had it early on when he was in the Marines. But then he saw The Terminator with a friend in the mid-80s. And it was like that was kind of a big uh, uh, <clears throat> inspiration. The, the inspiration, I guess. Uh, and and like then in the early... In the early 90s, he decided he could do it himself, and since then, he's become uh, a kind of a local legend in Chicago. They show his films on uh, WGN in Chicago during Halloween, uh, and um, and also, friend of the show, friend of No Budget Nightmares, Josh Johnson, had David Rock Nelson actually make a, uh, a film for his wedding uh, ritual, wow. or nuptials, I should say. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? That is actually amazing, yes. Josh, I, uh, there's a, a great video that I put on our No Budget Nightmares Facebook group of uh, the devil ant attacking uh, both uh, Josh and his wife, Dor Dotson, uh, as they came to the house of David Rock Nelson. Just wow. Yeah. Wow. You get the impression, Mo, that anyone who comes to the house of David Rock Nelson is attacked <laughs> by the devil ant. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus? Devil Ant! Devil Ant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Indeed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you've referred several times, Mo, to the fact that this film has a long introduction, uh, but that's not all that's long about it. This is a lengthy film, The Devil Ant. Yeah, yeah, it really is. We are watching the uncut version, which runs about two and a half hours. I think he said it was... Two hours 58, something like that? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't run two hours yeah. 58. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, including the 40-minute intro uh, and there's trailers and, and outtakes at the end, you know, this, this is like a three-hour experience. And I tried to warn Mo going into this that it could uh, that it might be one of those things where you might want to split it into two viewings. But yeah, you but, did but not heed. I don't check my emails th- that often, <laughs> so uh, so I yeah. And this and this one came came in your second email. So I saw your first email, and then I but I didn't get your second email until today, and I hadn't started watching the movie yet. So I'm like, okay, now I'm getting the note, getting the the suggestion that I should split this into two sittings. I don't have that option anymore. I still kind of made that an option because <laughs> I watched I watched a good chunk of it. Uh, in the early afternoon, and then I took a break around dinner time. Yes, you heard that right. I took a break around dinner time, um, and then fi- and then finished it. Uh, you know, not too long before uh, I ended up leaving to come here to record. Well, it's, with all that said, a, Mo, it's a long movie. Because it's such a long movie, we should probably get into talking about 1999's oh. The Devil Ant, directed and written and starring David Rock Nelson. Yes. What's the first thing we see when we when we start up the Devil Ant, Mo? Uh, well, the first thing we get is um, The Rock's address, uh-huh. which I think is awesome. I love the fact that he starts the movie with his actual address, um, and then we get a bit of a, a of a trigger warning uh, that I'm sure you have. I, I know you posted a picture to it of it to the group, but I don't. I'll know read it out, down. Mo. Yeah, please do. Although Nelson's movies contain no nudity or bad language, some scenes could bother sensitive people, offend parents of younger viewers, and strip movie critics of their dignity. You have been warned. Signed, The Management. The Management. Now, aside from stripping people of their dignity, uh, what exactly in this film could qualify for any of those other things? In fact, it seems like people are are being very careful not to uh, say any bad language. Right. Now, one of the things we didn't mention in the in the uh, precursor to talking about the movie, which we've just started, Mo, I don't know if you realize that. Oh, it, yeah. Is that Rock is also uh, an, a very religious man. 
And in yeah. fact, after he got out of the Marines, he was uh, training. He was in like Bible college. Uh, that was going to be his life afterwards. Um, and and uh, thank God, haha, he ended up uh, <laughs> making movies instead. But yeah. uh, but you know, if you follow him on social media, his his faith and some of his strong political views will become very aware to you uh, yeah, very quickly. I- yeah, I've done a really good job of avoiding because I've known who David Rock Nelson is for ages now. I just have never. This is actually the first movie of his I've actually sat down and watched, and I've avoided him on on social media because I knew that he had, you know, strong religious and political <laughs> opinions, and I just, I didn't want to sully my opinion of the man any more than necessary. Well, the movie starts proper with an intro, Mo, and it was filmed, I think, if I could just guess out of the blue, on February 13th, <laughs> 2007, uh, which, because it's very, very visible on the corner of the screen, uh, The Rock is outside of his house, it's snowing, uh, and he's drinking, what's he drinking, Mo? Java. His beloved Java he Java has sure. in his hand. In fact, uh, the first, one of the first things we see here is him drinking some of it and, uh, and saying this. Now, if you like the sound of David Rock Nelson eating, this is the movie for you. Oh, my God. It's nonstop. It's amazing. (laughs) Because at least three quarters of this movie feature him being interrupted while eating and, in fact, ignoring the interruption so he can continue eating, even though it's him interrupting himself. Now, I know that we've got listeners who uh, are way more familiar with uh, Rock Nelson's uh, stuff than, than we are. I want to know if he does the eating thing in all of his movies or if it's just this one. Because if he does this in all of his movies, no wonder he's constantly working out. <laughs> well, he's got to get his protein in. No, I mean, my understanding yeah. from, uh, from having some familiarity with his other work is that he does do a lot of eating in these other films as well and wow. drinking and drinking that delicious java uh, that java with too yeah. much sugar i mean it, look there he, he is an auteur you really can't argue that because uh. uh there is a consistency of style to all of his work sure uh and and the, certainly the subject matter is sometimes of things that i can't imagine anyone else being interested in <laughs> <laughs> and he's certainly prolific very prolific so he mentions uh, in this intro, we're going to go through it fairly quickly because if we don't, we're going to be here all goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, he we, like, don't got, we don't got three hours to do this. He he does talk about drinking. Uh, he likes drinking instant coffee because it helps him save time. Uh, he sings some of the Green Slime theme song, the theme song to the movie The Green Slime at one point, and loops it like like there. Are, I mean, he re- like there's a lot of repeated footage, now, and, and that goes to speaking of, of kind of interrupting. Um, he interrupts himself with... I love the fact that he interrupts himself. He So he starts telling this story, and I don't remember specifically what the story is, but I feel like he's go- he goes back and he's starting to edit this and feels like he needs to explain this story more. So he, like, cuts himself off <laughs> <laughs> to film an aside to an already ridiculously long intro. And, uh, and like this is only like we're we're less than ten minutes in. I mean, may, maybe about ten minutes in at this point, you know. And he's already interrupting himself to explain something else he's already said. I kind of love that, to and, be honest. And when and not only is he interrupting himself via video, there's also text that comes on the screen that interrupts him, basically telling him to speed up. It's like recognizing from the perspective of a viewer that you're like, 
what the fuck is going on here? He needs to move well, that's on. The thing. That's the thing. I'm glad he's self-aware about it at the very least. He understands that he's talking too much and he's telling himself in not so, you know, in, in, in very frank terms to, to, you know, get on with it. But I love the fact that in him doing that, he's making the whole thing longer. I also think that <laughs> like he legitimately has an internal struggle where he recognizes that his behavior might not be, like it might not be entertaining necessarily, so he has to kind of temper that with this kind of recognition that he realizes that. Yet still, then will follow up. Like there's there's a point in this intro where he says, "And now the Devilant for the first time on DVD," and then he talks for like another ten minutes before, yeah. and then does it again. Uh, like what follows up uh, his his little intro, like the very beginning, is him ranting about how he made a movie called The Mummy Returns before they made the Hollywood sequel called The Mummy Returns. Right. And it's not that he necessarily thinks that they copied him, but he at least suspects that it's possible. <laughs> With the recognition that they had already made a movie called The Mummy, and it was returning. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, so and, and he tells this really great story that I know you have a clip for here, about how he had this idea for a TV show <laughs> that he wanted to pitch. Now, I'm... I, don't get me wrong. I am not making fun. I think this is brilliant. I loved it. Uh, I was thoroughly entertained by this idea. Although how this is anything more than just a skit is beyond me. No, it's a TV but, show. Mo. But it's clearly... He sent, he sent the idea, uh, and this will give away what it's about slightly. He, yeah. he sent this idea to Jerry Seinfeld, but did not hear back. And in fact, yeah. he wanted Kramer... Uh, who he just refers to as Kramer, uh, yeah. to be in one of his own films. And, and if he already had those connections made, there's no reason, Mo, that we couldn't have seen a, well, let's uh, let's have a listen. <laughs> and I, that's an idea I thought of. I know Frank Stein, Stein, my mom always thought it was Steinfeld. Just, you're watching Steinfeld? Like, oh, it's Seinfeld. And then I thought, hey, Frankensteinfeld. That's how I came up with the idea. <laughs> Frankensteinfeld. Hey, Frankensteinfeld. You know, Mo... This just listening to him talk just then, it, it, it kinda begs the question, why does David Rock Nelson not have a podcast? Yeah, right? This seems like the medium for him to be totally honest with you. Oh my god, Im- imagine trying to keep up with that show. Like <laughs> like like do you, do you Oh, I'm not saying I'd listen to it. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't I, I would occasionally for kicks. But um do you like you remember towards the end, like right before Roddy Piper died? Like, how batshit crazy his podcast was getting? Yes. You know? Like, I imagine that cranked to 11 for six and a half hours. Like, his stories, uh, and I'm, I'm speaking of Roddy Piper now for some reason. Yeah. Like, sometimes they wouldn't connect to reality. Like, they, he would be talking about a story based on something that actually happened, and then he'd bring in elements that didn't have anything connected to it at all. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's um, it's very unique. you got to give him that. Unfortunately, Roddy Piper died, but The Rock uh, is thankfully still with us. Yes, he, he lives. Yes. So... Let's see. There, oh, then yeah. he does something. Then he does something amazing. What does he do, Mo? <laughs> and I know what you're going to say. And when you say amazing, you mean entirely predictable. <laughs> <laughs> entirely predictable. Um, yeah, because I guess he's fairly known for doing this. Uh, he removes his shirt and proceeds to start flexing mm-hmm. for for the audience. Uh, you know, and going into staggering detail of how he does his workouts. Yes. <laughs> Then he starts shadow boxing for for the audience. Does do some shadow boxing. Does explain yeah. his protein shake routine. Yep, uh, it's fantastic. It's educational. 
to say the least. He shakes up a protein drink. And just listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. He shakes it up, right? And he shows exactly how he does it. And then he drinks it. And then he complains that it's not foamy enough. So then he shakes it again. <laughs> he also yeah. eats some yogurt from Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, he does he say something. He says... Uh, people call me bicep man. bicep man. Actually, people don't call me that. When I was in the Marines, there was a guy with big muscles, and I used to call him bicep man. <laughs> <laughs> then he starts talking about his favorite boxers. Um, and then at one point, the video just cuts out completely, and then it comes back, and he's like, ah, oh, we had some technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, like, and here, and here's the thing. Like, if I wasn't, like, I know I say this a lot, but in this case, I think I mean it the most. If I wasn't taking notes on this, I would have been so entertained by this 40-minute intro that I would not have given a shit how long it was. But me, I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, all right, so what should I actually take notes on? Because, like, he's going <laughs> everywhere. And, like, is he going to finish this thought? Is he not going to finish this thought? You know, and like, like he does that a lot. He goes on these tangents and sometimes he doesn't finish them because he gets cut off going back onto a different tangent, which he does a couple of times in, in this aside to his intro, um, which he closes out in spectacular fashion by breaking out a toy guitar <laughs> Now, now let's explain he, this. Not just a toy guitar, but like a dollar store toy guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a dollar store toy guitar that he only has because it says hard rock on it. And he goes, he goes just like me, hard rock Nelson. You know? And he starts singing a song. He starts singing a song and screws up the line and says, no, 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 no. This is how it actually goes. And starts the entire song over again. And I'm like, I'm like, this is in the I like this is the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. But wow, like if I didn't have to take notes on this, <laughs> you know? he he also says while he's singing that that he should have won American Idol. Um, yeah, you can order the films of David Rock Nelson at davidrocknelson.com. Uh, and he's known for doing custom intros for some of these movies, right? So it's fully right. possible that you, the listener, may have a copy of The Devil Ant, or you may order a copy of The Devil Ant, and it has a whole different intro than what we're talking about right, right here. But we, you know, this is just to give you an idea of the kind of material that comes with the David Rock Nelson movie. It's more. It's not just watching a, 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 a cinema. It's not just a cinematic experience. It's it's a whole David Rock Nelson experience. Because I gotta, I, I you learn more about him than you do about any of the things that he's necessarily talking about. Right, right, exactly. And, like, I got to tell you, like, sitting here watching him with the amount of energy that he has and the amount of ideas he has and the fact that he can keep talking for as long as he talks, like, no joke. I wish I could do a third of that. You know, because like I'm not like, you know, like ironically being a podcaster, I'm not like I'm not the greatest talker out there. You know, like I like I used to be a lot better and I've and I've and I let myself go for a long time. And now I, just, I feel like I haven't quite gotten myself back up. It's true. Mo. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that, that, oh, is that that's why we're bringing Brandon in now? <laughs> He's ready to yeah. leap in, brother. <laughs> He's, he totally is. He, he wants in so bad. Um but I'm saying, like, if I had a third of even just the energy that he has, it is so impressive. Like, he is just, he's like a freight train, nonstop, you know, gung-ho, 
ready for action at all times. Like, I'm so impressed by that. I do think that spending an hour with him would be an absolutely amazing, maybe life-changing experience. But, yeah, spending, but spending a day an- with him <laughs> would be so maddening that you'd be, like, ready to slit your own fucking wrists. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree entirely. And I don't, I like, me, I, like... I, f- I find that as I get older, my anxiety gets worse and worse. Right. And, um, which I think is part of the reason why my talking has suffered. But, um, I, but I find one of my big triggers for my anxiety is high energy, you know? So like if, if, if I was around him for an extended period of time, like I would just ball myself up in a ball and like in, stick myself in the corner and be like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd want to lock myself in a room, and he'd be knocking on the door. Hey, hey, Mo, hey, Mo, hey, Mo, you want a cup of java, sugar? <laughs> Let's go down to the buffet, Mo. They have some delicious <laughs> eggs down there. Let's enjoy them. <laughs> Ooh, donuts. I gotta dunk them. This is what it sounds like when The Rock intros his own movie. Okay, now enjoy the devil ant on DVD for the first time. Cut. Who will order the first copy? We don't know, but we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's 10 minutes later, him introing it again. (laughs) And now get out your hot steaming java or drink of choice and some munchies and sit back and enjoy the devil ant. All right. So here's where the genius happens, because now he's introduced to the movie twice. Now Mm -hmm. we're only 25 minutes in. Okay. (laughs) So, and since we've already told you how long this intro is, you know that he's not even close to being done. <laughs> so he's introed the movie twice now. And then here we get the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in a movie intro ever. We get an intermission. Yes. <laughs> the, the intro has an intermission. And uh, that then leads into um, oh. some... Oh, are you Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like laughing. <laughs> that leads into uh, old drive-in ads. Uh, yeah, for, like, the which snack I bar love. Like I that. fucking love that. If anybody knows anything about me, and I'd like to hope that that this that this audience does, is that I've actually made a short film, like basically a music video, um, for this song I found online. Uh, that's just that all it is is old snack bar ads right you know? and it, it's on youtube it's called snack bar if you you might be able to find it I, whatever um <laughs> you know you could just put it over on our no budget nightmares Facebook. oh yeah i guess i could <laughs> but anyway like but anyway i adore i have i have like at least a minimum a dozen maybe 14 15 dvds of from something weird of just intermission uh uh you know these intermission films. Well, in so this, I love I love this shit. But then this, it gets weird. Yeah, they, they are. Some of them are really unique and strange. Yeah. Um, and in this case, they're listing some of the things you can get at the snack bar. However, while they're listing them, they are interrupted by new footage shot by David Rock Nelson <laughs> yeah. of him eating some of the most disgusting food I think I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, and he's calling them things like Frankenburgers, cut up from Frankenstein's body parts. <laughs> and he's eating spaghetti. He's like, try monster intestines made with, made with werewolf cheese, yeah. made with real werewolf milk. <laughs> and it's like it's it's just the moldiest cheese you've ever seen. I'm like, I'm like, it makes you wonder: Did he already have that moldy cheese, or did he have it sit out and get moldy so he could do this? And then he drinks some blood wine, and he's got paper fangs in his mouth that. Just- <laughs> You'll lose your teeth over this blood wine. (laughs) And then he pours, basically he pours like some V8 into a glass and he's like, now with human blood soda. 
So that ends. We get another uh, drive-in ad telling people to drive safely. Uh, safely, And then the movie – I have it in my notes. Movie starts. Copyright yeah. 1999. And it mentions there that the drive-in ads are public domain under it. Then that leads into another advertisement, this time uh, for Vampire Blood Soda. Yep. Yep. And Frankenstein frosting cakes and ice cream with blood in it. They're green like Frankenstein. And uh, – <laughs> So, so then he talks about a few more things, talking about that they're available at the snack counter. Uh, and then they do the classic, let's all go to the lobby. Right. And then I write, I've written in my notes, okay, start the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We still got six minutes. <laughs> we still have six minutes. Uh, because first we get a trailer, Mo. Yes. What's the trailer for? Well, this is the Rock Ogre, right? The Rock Ogre. Which is my name in the chat tonight. I am the Rock Ogre. <laughs> it starts with like a voiceover. A lot of voiceovers in these uh, in these movies. Uh, beyond the old deserted haunted cemetery stands an ancient landmark. A creepy, <laughs> eerie, spooky haunted house infested with monsters. And this leads in him doing a voiceover for his own trailer that sounds yep. like this. And here is the monster. Here is the Rock Ogre's <laughs> favorite drive-in monster movie. And here's some of his toys. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is that these trailers, and sometimes the footage from the movies themselves, are indistinguishable from the intros because right. they just feature the same shit and the same topics being discussed. Right. The only reason why you can tell this one is earlier, like it was shot earlier than the one he was shooting before, is because he looks considerably younger. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. Uh, and he mentions there are there. I mean, again, you, like I said before, you learn more about him and his personality just through some of the. Like, there's a part here where he talks about how Glenn Strange was his favorite actor who played Frankenstein, uh, and he starts like naming like, Paul Nashy movies and uh, and showing like all of his memorabilia in this trailer for another movie. It's so fucking strange. Then he introduces us to his cat and uses that exact same footage later in this actual movie. He does in this trailer. Uh, mentioned Conrad Brooks, and Conrad Brooks is in this movie too, by the way, a legendary figure. Conrad Brooks in this movie is (laughs) one of my favorite scenes ever. Like, it is so obvious that Conrad Brooks wants nothing to do with him. I mean, he knows who he is for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because doesn't he have, wasn't Conrad Brooks like in one of his movies? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so was Hillary (laughs) Clinton. Well, quote unquote, quote unquote, in one of his movies. (laughs) So... Uh, Conrad Brooks, uh, who we know, of like course, the here on the werewolf or something. I know, but nightmares for from uh, for a was it was it Jan Gel right? Was it Jan Gel? Jan, <laughs> I said Jan Gal. Jan Gal, the beast. Jan Gal. Jan Gal. Oh fucking Christ! Um, <laughs> he's in this movie. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but you're right. His appearance is very memorable because oh, he has no great. time at all for David Rock Nelson. <laughs> Throws the antenna. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit if people like agree at all if they're going to be in his movies. It's like here it is. Here's the end. I'm going to throw it at Hillary Clinton's supporters. Oh my god! Oh, and I don't mean to jump too far ahead, but there's a there's such a great fucking moment. <laughs> what? Let's hear it. What's this great moment? Where, We're going to get to it anyway. Where he's he's walking into a coffee shop filming himself, <laughs> and he does like this magic trick to make a dollar appear, and like I don't think the woman saw it, so he does it again. 
<laughs> and then her reaction is like, is basically, you better not be filming me. Yeah, and then he's just got to say, no, no, I'm filming myself. And it's in the fucking movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love this fucking movie. There's also so a wonderful part where I believe it's the, the devil land is walking the streets of uh, Pittsburgh. And it goes into a video store, and the guy who runs the video store says, "What are you doing?" And, and well, it's, it's not. It's not even. It's not. No, no. It's not just a video store. It's an adult video store. Yes, that's right. So, 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 as a guy who worked in an adult video <laughs> store for three years, if somebody walked in with a fucking camera, like no joke. I would have been so much meaner than that guy was to him. I like how there's it suddenly cuts after you you hear kind of an apology from David Rock Nelson. <laughs> then it turns on again to show the guy, but it, he obviously is still not interested in being in this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, we're just gonna be laughing for the next three fucking hours. No, no, it's not oh. gonna take that long. I promise. Oh, god, I, <laughs> People I who are listening not. to this right now already know how long this episode is. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, he's the undisputed Edward of the future, and beyond that even, it's time to start. <laughs> it's <laughs> The Devil Ant from 1999, David well, Rock. Well, we Nelson. get... Is, yes. so, so during The Rock Ogre, like, we actually get to meet The Rock Ogre, which is one of my favorite moments of that little snippet. Right. Because, like, because he clearly didn't film the door for long enough for the intro, <laughs> like, the overdub that he wanted yeah. to do, and he does this all the time. He does this at least 90 times in this movie. <laughs> Uh, where he'll just loop over and over again yes. the, the footage that he's using. Sometimes and, someone's is, dying, he'll just loop it. So yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so he's so he's looping this door opening and him starting to come out, and then it co- the door's closed, and then it's opening and he's starting to come out. So he finally comes out and he's all makeuped up like a horror host, you know, which I guess is what the Rock Ogre. And then the Rock Ogre starts introducing the film. But but clearly it wasn't for this film, right? Absolutely. So when he so when he gets to the point where he finally starts introducing the film, they dub over, which is another technique he uses a lot in this oh, yes. film. We'll, and we'll talk about it when it you know as they come up. But he gets to the name of the movie, and you just hear the overdub: "The Devil Ant." <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it won't even be him that he's dubbing over. There's You're a right, few scenes right. in this movie which have reporters, and you can't see me putting quote, quote marks in the air, but they'll be <laughs> yeah. talking about something and he basically dubs over half of the fucking dialogue because yeah. it's not about the movie he's actually there, talking about there's a great moment where there's a woman talking about how she saw something and how she can't believe she saw it and she goes it was and just here the devil and <laughs> <laughs> all right it's genius it's genius like his movies have a very like you know you know what i would describe rock nelson as i would describe him as an amalgam of ed wood because he definitely has that Edward sensibility, you know, do whatever you have to do to get the shot, guerrilla filmmaking, you know, fuck the system, it's brilliant. And But he also has a very Godfrey Ho style of filmmaking, <laughs> where it's like, use everything you have already, it doesn't matter if you use the same piece of footage in every single movie, overdub dialogue that doesn't, you know, that doesn't... Uh, uh, mean anything to the movie you're currently making and like it's just those two kind of like smushed together and honestly I think it's kind of genius There's, there is one more element to those two names though which is very unique to David Rock Yo, Wilson, yeah. which is yeah. that this is a one man band operation he you know in this movie in terms of like named characters he's pretty much every actor Right? Yeah. He's shooting every scene. He's doing all the editing. He's doing all the dubbing. He directs, writes. He. This is as close to, 
you know, I think of filmmaking as being a, a, a an artistic medium, which requires the, <clears throat> the the involvement of others in order to make it work. But this is proof that that's not necessarily the case. You don't even need to have the permission of others necessarily. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to quote to quote star of this film, Hillary Rodham Clinton, you know, it takes a village to <laughs> you know to to make a movie. <laughs> now, now, most speak, in, speaking of a movie, not in this case, not in this case. Speaking of a movie, we're about to start The Devil Land from 1999. Yeah. The first thing we see is a plane flying over some trees during a sunset. Um, then we see the moon over the ocean as it says a Rocky Nelson movie on the screen. We see a busy street, a no trespassing sign, another plane flying overhead. Rapid editing at this point. It's just all over the place. Sometimes it's the kind of editing where you do when you have like two VCRs so it's all glitchy uh, as, you're, as you're doing it. And then we get the, um, the opening, uh, I, I guess it's the, it's the opening narration. In his secret laboratory, the mad doctor was conducting his evil experiments with atomic fallout radiation and nuke waste. And nuke waste. So let's explain what the plot of The Devil Ant is, because it's very, very simple. There's a mad doctor who's doing experiments. Mm -hmm. He has an assistant, of course, also played by David Rock Nelson. Yes. The, the, the assistant is uh, going to um, dispose of some of this nuke waste... But he ends up dropping it instead into a river, uh, and that makes a ant, a regular ant, grow into a giant devil ant. And that happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie. And then the entire two hours plus that's left over is just the devil ant going places and attacking people. Good night, everybody. That's right. Now, <laughs> the only other element we have to mention is that there's also a detective, also played by David Rock Nelson, called Detective... Rock. <laughs> I, I I actually really love how he gets around this. So so the mad scientist, you know, for for them for him to get away with the fact that they all look the same, uh, the mad scientist is brothers with Detective Rock. Uh-huh. But they also but but Detective Rock also has a long lost twin brother who is David Rock Nelson. Yes. <laughs> so so but I do I do love the fact also that like he's so self-aware about it too and and I love his sense of humor about the fact that he's playing all the main characters in the thing because like anytime he anytime he doesn't try to hide it like with the assistant he kind of tries to hide it he's not looking directly at the camera you know sure. that's sort of, you know it's 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 not a great job but he's not he's not openly showing that it's him anytime he has to openly show that it's him one of the characters without fail and it's usually detective rock says that guy looks just like me <laughs> the of course at this point at the very beginning of the movie it still resembles what you would expect from a movie right there's a plot being yeah. set up but yeah. at, at some point the movie just leaves that behind entirely so it's just footage of him doing things while holding the devil ant and Basically, irritating people at parties and conventions and things like that. Yeah, I think there's at least two or three party scenes, and, and then there's two conventions. So, uh, this character, the Mad Doctor, uh, he starts... The Mad to... Doctor, what, bomb, what, Doctor's at Midnight? <laughs> the evil Midnight Bomber <laughs> the, the, Doctor. The evil... Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> We get all our own references here. <laughs> so this guy starts the movie by eating a bunch of shit. Yeah, he really does. He eats sardines. He eats a hot dog. He drinks some vodka. 
Uh, he eats some fried chicken. I don't know I'm gonna why. Get, I'm going to get smashed tonight. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving his voice, why I'm, why I'm making his voice so deep. Like, he's very high-pitched and nasal, you know? I have a theory <laughs> written into my notes here that the reason he eats so much during his... Uh, during his movies is so he can write off all of his groceries as a business expense. That's genius. That's an amazing idea, isn't it? That is genius. And he can prove it because there's literally like hours of him just eating and drinking (laughs) shit (laughs) in his fucking movies. And like all of these movies, I mean, they don't have like huge distribution, but they have distribution. They're movies. People pay for them. They're movies. People pay for them. So his assistant, Ivan, comes in, and it's just basically David Rock Nelson wearing a trucker hat and not wearing his glasses. By the way, later on, he forgets to put his glasses on <laughs> while being one of the scientist characters, and then and he, he goes, just stops. He, goes, he just stops and says, now where did I put my glasses? Yeah. And, then, and then it like cuts to him putting his glasses on, and then he just starts the scene over again, and it's, it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. Good. I love it. So, I love it. So the Mad Doctor and Ivan have a contentious relationship that sounds sort of like this because uh, Ivan is, I guess, a little bit hungry as well. <laughs> okay, Doc. I'll get out of here, man. <laughs> get out of here. Get some food first. Chicken. Hmm. You fool. You pig. Get out of here. Quit pigging out. You're supposed to save that food for me so that I can pig out. The boss, I did not know. I, I didn't mean to do it. I- Sorry, boss. And that's like one of the only times in the movie that 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 the evil that the mad scientist. I don't want. He's not evil. He's just mad. Uh, the <laughs> mad scientist talks like that. Yeah, that's like, true. That's true because <laughs> that's the thing. There's also another character who gains an accent through the movie as well. Uh, and in fact, Mo, even though you just said that, he is mad, but he's also evil because later on no, he, he reveals that he means for this nu- nuke waste or whatever the fuck it's called to to uh, be dropped into the river. So I guess he intentionally hired a fucking idiot. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, the Ivan goes off with the nuke waste. Uh, we see the can fall off a bridge into a river. Uh, it does then cut to a very strange video effect, which is used pretty much at random for the rest of the entire movie. Yeah, it just gets kind of digital and sort of black and whitey, um, and does not look good. But no. it is consistently throughout the rest of the movie. We we see the can. It says on the side of it, "Danger, toxic waste." We see it flowing through the water. It lots of lingering shots of it. Eventually, the label on the can comes off. We can very clearly see that. But then in the next shot, it's back on again. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he intended for the can to get caught up in that waterfall with like those <laughs> logs and stuff. So, <laughs> and so the logs are peeling this, peeling the the label off basically every time they smack into them. Sure. You know? And then all of a sudden we're back, and the next thing you know, like we're off onto this totally different stream, and it's just floating peacefully down. And then it ends up next to a a small ant, which grows into a. Larger devil ant. Now, Mo, describe a the devil ant. That, that devil ant. A uh, devil ant. Anyway, uh, we'll leave that for later. <laughs> um, how would you describe the devil ant for someone who hasn't seen it, Mo? Uh, well, it looks like an ant. Mm-hmm. Larger, big. I would say. Yeah, larger. <laughs> I would definitely say larger. Uh, there's a there's a bit of. I mean, it's clearly a plastic toy. Um. You know, like one of those dollar store toys. Uh-huh. Uh, big mandibles. 
Yeah, big mandibles, able yeah. to be dragged along by fishing line fairly easily. Fairly easily. Uh, if you were to flip it onto its back, you would see a big kind of hollow spot. <laughs> Since it's <Yes>. a toy. <laughs> yeah. And we do see that hollow spot quite a bit. Quite cause... a bit, because sometimes when you're dragging it along via, uh, using fishing line, sometimes it flips over. <laughs> exactly. Then we get, Mo, the opening credits of Devil Ant. Which only takes place 50 minutes into the film. The Ed Wood of the yeah. 90s and Beyond presents the Devil Ant starring David the Rock Nelson. Uh, so at He's this point, really, like, I, I kind of love how proud he is of that moniker, you know? Yeah. The Ed Wood of the 90s and Beyond? Yeah. Special appearances in this movie, Mo, we've already mentioned a few of them. Roger Corman. Yeah. The great Forrest J. Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Fred Olin Ray. Yep. Sven Gulli. Ghost Hunter Richard T. Crow. <laughs> Another one of my favorite moments in the film, might I add. Michael Flores from, uh, from uh, Psychotronic.com. Psychotronic. Yep. Tom Savini. <laughs> John Russo and Bill Heinzman from Night of the Living Dead. Carl uh, Hardman from Night of the Living Dead. Uh, the Son of Ghoul, as we mentioned before. Conrad Brooks. Ron Rondo Adams. There's a whole lot of names that end, of course, with an appearance by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> And then, like, there's all of those. That's a lot of names, right? And then it says, my apologies to anyone I may have left out of the credits, which then followed by, like, a shitload of other names of people. (laughs) Because this movie is all him saying someone's name, and then that person getting attacked, and then there's someone later saying their name. That person got attacked? I can't believe it. And then it it finishes with uh, uh, a thanks to Jesus Christ, of course, and that no ants were harmed in the making of the film. And uh, with tribute to and in the tradition of Ed Wood, God bless his soul. It's time to get into the devil ant from 1999. It is really funny that he's so into uh, Ed Wood, seeing as like Ed Wood was like a huge sexual deviant, you know, like not in a bad way. I don't use the term sexual deviant necessarily in a bad way, you know. (laughs) Uh, it's, but he, it's literally the kind of uh, legal uh, uh, moniker that would have been put on the category of person he was. Right, right. Back then, at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, today, nobody would have given a shit, <laughs> you know? Look, I'm but a yeah, deviant. No. You're a deviant, Mo. I mean, we're oh, all deviants. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, no, no. I am very much. <laughs> well, look, who, look, let he who is without sin throw the first stone. That's a fair point. Uh, and in fact, in the Vice, um, the the Zach Carlson did a, a series on Vice about outsider artists and outsider filmmakers, and he did a piece on David Rock Nelson. And in that piece, David Rock Nelson gives the exact date he lost his virginity while in the military. Wow! Again, that doesn't I, make him a deviant, though he does does mention that he paid very little for it. <laughs> oh, so he's sort of living out a uh, Jacques Brel Osvavant, you know, sort of moment, huh? Exactly what you just said, Mo. Yes, yes. So we see a devil ant wandering <laughs> through the woods. Again, sometimes... And just, just in case, if, if you don't understand that reference, you know, audience, go and 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 look for either that that or for the uh, Scott Walker song Next, which is like an Americanized, or not an Americanized, but like an English translation of that song. It's brilliant. You'll love it. The devil ant goes through the woods. It's, it's on its merry way. Sometimes falls on its back. Sometimes There's some caught. real... Some real quality Foley work going on here. Foley work, you say? Well, this is where we first get to hear the sound of the devil ant, Mo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the devil ant's voice, let's say, uh, is is done masterfully by David Rock Nelson, the, the author and di- author, the director. <laughs> the author, yes. The director of the this s- movie. And it sounds writer. a little bit, Mo, 
like this. And I'll tell you, if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to be hearing this a lot. Oh, yeah, he's also a fly. Yeah, 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 now you might say, whoa, well, that's a little bit irritating to listen to that. Well, imagine another two hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, towards towards the end, I, well, towards the end, what am I talking about? Towards the entire movie, <laughs> it's just, it's that. It's the whole fucking movie. Let yeah, me note, yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're watching this from the beginning, like Mo and I were, we're an hour into it at this point. <laughs> yeah. This is the Devil Land, the, the voiceover says, the Devil Land went on a wild rampage in search of his first victim. I love I love the combination of Wild Rampage and In Search of His First Victim. You wonder how much footage there was. Like, does he use every bit of footage that he had dragging this fucking thing through the woods? Or Nothing was, was there, is there like two or three or four hours of outtakes of him just dragging it going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, he must he must have had a lot of a lot of that hot java on hand because I'm sure his throat was killing him. So the first place that the Devil Land finds itself is an office building. So an office door opens, um, and we see uh, Joel Matea, who I don't know who that is Mo. Neither do I. But I do know that he was too busy pounding brewskis to notice what's happening. <laughs> he he looks at something crawling across the floor. He thinks it's a kitty, and he tries to give it a beer, and then it bites his hand off. Now, this is the moment where I knew this movie was going to be special. Right. Because, you know, up until then, you know, like, there was nothing really... I mean, it was, you know, a low-budget film, you know, that sort of style. But this is the scene where we watch a man die. Uh Uh-huh. Supposedly. Yeah. We watch watch a man get his hand cut off, uh, bitten off. And in the background is either a woman or a small child... Just sitting there laughing as they're watching this man die. Yes. There's someone like, visible on screen laughing yeah. at what's going on. And I am I am sitting here watching this thinking to myself, oh, so it's going to be one of those kind of movies. <laughs> okay. And listeners, you might be thinking, Doug, you piece of shit. How could you not inc- have included such a rare, awkward moment of someone laughing, caught, left in the movie? Well... There's a few more times that happens. There's <laughs> <laughs> about 35 straight minutes of that happening. So Sometimes they go back to the clip of the person laughing again and again and again for no reason. Yeah. You'll get the eye. So the devil ant bites this guy's hand off. This is the only bit of what I would refer to as special effects. Actually, there's another part right near the end that, that is also a special effect. But this time, you know, we see the ant crawling on a severed hand. This is the only part of special effects violence we see in the movie. Everything else is very much... Him, him, someone throwing the devil ant and the person just holding it to their body saying, ah! Yeah, actually, uh, it almost became comical just watching the people catch the ant, fix it in their hands so that it, so that the head was facing the right direction and then attacking their own neck with it. <laughs> By the way, it, this ant... it happens 45, 50 times in the movie. This ant opens windows. And we have no idea how it manages to do that. A window just opens... In it's the next, a devil ant. In the next scene, the devil ant walks into a uh, a house or apartment, and it, the the fishing line is very very visible in this particular sequence. <laughs> um, and then it runs into Mike Johnson, who is too busy snoozing to be aware of scientific monstrosities. <laughs> Someone throws an ant at him, and he just passes out. 
Yeah. But that's that's not the worst thing here, Mo, because Janet, I guess his wife or partner, she runs out and says... She says, oh no, he's dead, and then just stares at the camera to say, was that good? <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mr. Director, sir, was that what you were looking for? That's right. Uh, yeah, that, that's a wrap. Good job. <laughs> I mean, that really is a Ed Woodish attitude, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One take, if someone laughs, who gives a shit? We got to move on. Yeah. So what happens next, Mo? Uh, so then some guy is playing what looks to be an electric sitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and which immediately turns into a live show of this band called Matter. Matter, who I guess we're supposed to know who the fuck they are in the context of this movie, but I don't. Hey, hey, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It, oh. Um, <laughs> and instead of saying an electric sitar in my notes, I say some guy playing one of the dumbest looking instruments I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But the voiceover shows him like... I'm fairly certain it's an electric sitar, but yeah. The the voiceover says, And then matter, rock the house! And uh, they're playing in this place with like... Which has like pictures of like horror legends up on the wall. Um, And they have a hand-drawn sign for like their band that says matter on it. And it looks so low rent and sad. But uh, later... Yeah, I was going to say, I was in a band that was way more low-rent and sad, and we had a hand-drawn banner that looked way fucking better than that. Well, maybe they forgot their good one. (laughs) They just had to make it on the spot. Fair point. (laughs) So then we get basically what is an after-party of this band performing. And this is that's exactly what this is. It's just people hanging out after a performance by this band, including the band members themselves, and one by one, pretty much everybody gets killed by the Devilite. Yep. Uh, and and we get each one of the band members' names. Sometimes someone dies while the other band members are just staring at them. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes one of the guys dies, and then they and then he's supposed to be dead. They throw the ant to add another guy, and he looks up to watch the other guy die. <laughs> yes. There's at one point an extremely poor-looking coffin. <laughs> And, uh, hey, my Halloween box. And the guy goes, yeah, hey, hey, who is in my Halloween box? <laughs> and he opens it, but guess what's inside, Mo? The Devil Land. The Devil Land. And it attacks oh, wait, I'm him. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm and sorry. I'm sorry. Just... Hold on, hold on. The Devil Land. <laughs> it attacks him, and there's just a constant stream of laughter at people <laughs> watching him fall over dead. Um, it's basically what you would expect if some guy showed up at your party with a toy ant and a video camera and said, all right, now look, I'm going to throw this at you. You're going to pretend to die. And everybody agreed to it, but they were all too drunk to not laugh. Or they just couldn't possibly take it seriously, right? Well, how, how do you? How do you take it seriously? But that's the best part about it is the fact that nobody's taking it seriously. I, I, oddly enough, except for Rock Nelson, you know, thank heavens he is. So, what happens next, Mo? <laughs> uh, basically, this is the template for the rest of the movie. Okay, we've already kind of said this, but what happens is uh, The Rock shows up uh, with the Devil Ant. He throws it at somebody. Or, no, I'm sorry. He Somebody shows up on screen. He introduces them. The ant gets thrown at them. They die. Yes, and that includes uh, cats. <laughs> Though the cats don't no. die. They always get no. away. Cats cats always stand their ground or get away. That's right. So when 
when somebody is being approached by the devil ant and their response is not just falling over dead, then the voiceover will, ex- will explain why they did not die. <laughs> Sometimes they bravely stand their ground. Sometimes a kid will just stomp on it because they don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Sometimes they'll uh, they'll scare it off with a tongue waggle or uh, somebody will have some sort of technique for getting rid of it. Uh, usually uh, it's the same guy over and over again sticking his eye into the lens of the camera going, it's the eye! <laughs> yes, that guy. That that guy comes a little later. Yeah, I know. Like six times, though. So, for the, for the purpose of our podcast, everyone dies here. <laughs> everyone dies. And that leads to a phone call, Mo, to... Detective Rock, who I guess is Wait, the hold on, hold on. There's 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 one clip from this party that you didn't play that that you kind of need to. But I'm gonna play that clip right now. It's it's a clip of one person who has died, yeah. uh, and the other person's reaction to that death. Joe and Frank could care less that their friend Brian got wasted by the devil ant. So then Detective Rock gets a call. Now, Detective Rock is always sitting at the exact same desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is always eating something. And as the phone rings, he just lets it ring as he eats, in this case, potato chips and drinks coffee. Uh, and he's also holding the camera at the same time that he's doing all of this. I love this. I love the selfie angle camera footage. Like, it's some of my favorite that he does. Um, I, they do explain why he's always eating, though, because they said they said that he takes food surveys. Oh, that's so, like it's so it's his job to eat the food. He's making and then some tell, extra money. Yeah, he also like mentions that he's doing it for coffee, I guess, too. Yeah, he made he made it for twenty bucks. So he, as, as Detective Rock takes a coffee survey, <laughs> Detective Rock is he's very persistent in that he absolutely refuses to believe in the Devil Ant. Uh, and he, when he hears that Mike Tor Madden, one of the members of Matter, ended up getting killed by the, the Devil Ant, this is his response. What? Mike Tor Madden is dead? He was Tor. He lifted weights. He was big. He pumped iron. And you're telling me a little ant ate him? Oh, come on. He would have squashed that ant. He had muscles, man. Besides, I'm busy eating. I'm eating my potato chips. I'm, um... <laughs> So that gives you a very good idea of what a lot of these sequences are like. They're obviously yeah. unscripted. Yes. Um, all he has is a name to go on and saying why he doesn't believe in the devil ant and, uh, and eating something. And that, this particular sequence of Detective Rock answering a phone call and finding out someone has died and not believing in the devil ant happens, I think, another four or five times throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And like, so... So David Rock Nelson has a great way of pronouncing words sometimes. <laughs> and in this particular scene, he describes something as, as the word should have been cockamamie garbage. Yeah. You know. He says kookamamie garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Devil gibberish, kookamamie garbage. <laughs> like he, I, like I don't know who's supposed to be calling him, but in the, in the context of the movie... He is speaking to himself, and we can hear the other person on the phone. And they sound exactly like the voiceover in the movie as well. So sometimes right. it'll it'll be someone being dubbed, or it'll be the voiceover, and they go into this scene. And it's very, very confusing, because it's all the same voice, just with a filter on it. Right. So then it cuts to Detective Rock, 
who is watching monster movies. His favorite thing to do. In fact, in the previous scene, he says that he needs to keep eating so he has energy to watch monster movies tonight. That's a little nice bit of continuity. Right. What kind of movies is he watching, Mo? He's watching Pumpkin Man 2. Pumpkin Man 2, directed by David Rock Nelson. David Rock Nelson. (laughs) He is dunking cookies in the coffee as he looks directly into the camera, talking about how good that is. Mm, Um, Cookies, I gotta dunk them. (laughs) Dunk him in the Java. Java with sugar. And he goes, cool, Pumpkin Man 2, the sequel. Let us not ever say that David Rock Nelson is not a master of self-promotion. He is amazing. Voiceover says, meanwhile, just south of the border of town, and we see the same plane from earlier flying overhead. In his old abandoned laboratory, Detective Rock's twin brother was having his own brand of entertainment. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the mad doctor from earlier. Yeah. I, there's there's some confusing aspects to this, which I'll have you explain a little bit later, Mo. But a sure. a clock alarm goes off. The mad doctor gets out of bed. We see that he shares a bed with what, Mo? A toy skeleton. A plastic Halloween skeleton, which which we're not, I guess we're supposed to have forgotten that we see in this sequence, since we're going to see it again in just a moment. Right. So then we he gets up and watches monster movies. <laughs> yeah, he watches Werewolf versus Saddam Hussein. No, it's Saddam Insane, Mo. Oh, so I'm sorry, Saddam Insane. Werewolf versus Saddam Insane, which I believe was uh, David Rock Nelson's first movie. Uh, and then he watches that, and then he says, "Another day of mad, crazy experiments." Yeah. And then, and then he says it again. Yeah, then he says it again. <laughs> what he does, he says that. We say, then see like a lengthy clip from the movie, and then he just says the exact same fucking thing again. <laughs> then we go back to Detective Rock's headquarters, where uh, there's a news bulletin on the TV, which is talking about... Uh, this is another this is another brilliant part where where like it's clearly footage shot either either real new news footage which it probably isn't or uh or footage shot for a different movie that he's just overdubbing anything that would make it relevant to this movie now. This is a very confused looking gentleman who apparently is named Keith the Mini Hulk uh Mini Hunk Noodles Nelson. <laughs> And, that's, a great, that's a great name. And he's just talking about nonsense. And then he's just dubbed over to say that uh, naturalists, who I guess is uh, that's what The Rock thinks that people who are interested in the environment, a, uh, a.k.a. environmentalists, are called. These <laughs> naturalists are searching for the canister of nuclear waste, uh, which is supposed to have come from a secret lab where the mad doctor was conducting experiments. Now, isn't a naturalist like a nudist? I believe a naturalist is a nudist, yes. Ah, okay. But the people in this film are not nudists. They are environmentalists. <laughs> well, I guess the only thing I can say to that is, thank goodness. <laughs> so then Detective Rock drove to the site of the radioactive waste spill and to check out Rock Band Matters' bodies. <laughs> and that leads to endless scenes of him just driving while music plays. Yeah. But that's he not goes, so... He go- Hmm? I'm sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's just that very, very common in the movies featured on No Budget Nightmares to see just lengthy driving footage. Right, right. So, so usually goes, it's the pad, the running time. In this case, there's really no reason for it at all. No. And and, and here comes one, one of several recurring scenes that, that happens through the course of the movie that, that you, uh, I, I believe you did off camera, described as, as as one of your favorite parts of the movie. Um He goes to visit these, <laughs> this, these all the dead bodies, and it's... It's obvious that 
where he shot his scene is very different from where the footage was shot. Um, and we get a lot of looping footage again here because like he only had a couple of seconds of one of the guys in particular. Um, and he comes walking in, walking in through a door, turns the light on and looks down at a camera. That's that's shooting up at him. Yes. You know, like, so he's clearly supposed to be looking at the body. He's supposed to be looking you know? at the body. So we get footage from that party earlier, the same footage. Right. Of, of yeah, the yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't right. match at all. And then he leaves after talking about it. And then he comes back through the exact same tour again, looks yeah. down again, and comments on another person's a body. A different body. <laughs> In the case of the most notable one, it's, of course, Mike Tormadden, who we had already heard him talk about on that uh, phone call just a moment ago, which makes this particular sequence, by the way, completely superfluous. Outside of him saying this to the corpse. I gave you the name Tor Johnson of the 90s and beyond. Now you talk to me, boy. <laughs> I guess you're dead. Sorry, man. <laughs> Take care. Rest in pieces. And he says that every time. Yes, he thinks it's the most clever goddamn thing that's ever been said, which is amazing because of the final shot of the movie, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But you hear, yeah. for those who are, who are listening right now, which I hope is everybody... <laughs> <laughs> There's there was laughter playing while while that clip was on, and that wasn't yeah. Mo and myself. Every time no. it cut back to Mike Tor Johnson's corpse, it was from the party earlier, and there's someone laughing at him in the background. It's oh, I love it. And the reason it sounded exactly the same, the same laughter, is because they just do the same shot over and over. Again. Yeah, it's like I was saying, they just loop it. It's just the same shot again and again. And then the voiceover says, but the devil ant was not yet through with Mike Torb Madden. And then it just shows the ant crawling across the floor for no reason at all. So then Detective Rock pulls up to a location which has a sign that very poorly says, Nelson Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> and it's once again, by the way, David Rock Nelson's house. Um, and as he goes to the front door, he finds a sign that says, please knock. Bell does not work. I don't know why <laughs> this is important. Uh, an older woman opens the door. I believe that's uh, the Rock's uh, mother. And uh, he asks for a word with their head of staff. <laughs> she looks very confused as if she didn't know what it, he was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, it really makes you wonder if like she told if like if he told her at all, like what he planned on doing. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so. Then there's a gentleman who who kind of shows up behind her because this is all being shot from outside, uh, and I guess I guess it's his father. But this gentleman looks like he doesn't know what is going on, and he says, "I need to speak with you, sir. I'm Detective Rock, Police Department. Uh, I'm also with the press." <laughs> 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 so really, he's just going to see the mad scientist, right? Is that I mean that's who this character is supposed to be, right? I think that's where he's supposed to be. He's supposed yeah. to be going to see the mad scientist. Yeah. So he goes to see the mad scientist, who is played, of course, by his twin brother in this case, except just him, obviously. Well, the thing that's hilarious is that it's supposed to be his twin brother, but at no point during this whole conversation does he acknowledge the fact that they're even brothers. <laughs> Like, why would he say, I need to speak to your head of staff? Why wouldn't he just say, I need to go, I need to talk to my brother. You know, the guy who looks just like me. And who you must know, you would think, right? Uh, yeah. So, so the mad scientist is there. He's gone to see him. Detective Rock has seen the mad scientist because he's going to see the remains of Mike Tormadden, which he had just seen <laughs> in the previous scene. Yeah. Um, and in that case, 
we saw when he was talking about it, it cut to Mike Tormadden, right? And he was still in one piece. However, I guess that's why they included that little bit that we just heard or we just talked about where it said that uh, the Devil Ant was not done with him. Because right. here, when they pull back the blanket, which, by the way, the blanket of the mad scientist's bed, which we saw him get out of just moments ago. Yeah. It's the skeleton that he was in bed with earlier, but now we're supposed to think that that is the remains of Mike Tormadden. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's not the only time it's going to be yes. used in that way either. And this is where he makes it, uh, Detective Rock makes it very clear that he believes in monsters, all sorts of them. Frankenstein. I believe in sea monsters. Vampires, female, vampires and werewolves. werewolves. I mean, he believes it all, but he thinks that the Devil Ant is an old wives' tale. Which is funny because the Devil Ant didn't exist before like several days ago. Yes. Also, but now it's an old wives' tale. Also, there's literally dozens of corpses with small ant-like bite marks in them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it cuts to another sequence, Mo, and we get another piece of classic David Rock Nelson vo- voiceover that sounds like this. But there were other mishaps which could have been avoided. Avoided had the public been warned. <laughs> I just, I love that he just keeps it in. He just keeps it in. Because like, who no gives t- a no, shit? <laughs> yeah, no t- no take two, no take two at all. But there were other mishaps that could have been avoided. So then uh, it's just avoided. Basically, a montage of various people uh, who who just walk into the scene. Uh, maybe in this case, the first person is just leaning against a tree. Uh, the devil ant comes up, and we in this case we get a POV ant shot, which is just terrific. The person will go like, "Oh no, it's the devil ant!" and then they'll scream and collapse while the sound of the the yeah 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 just happens over and over. <laughs> I like to call this section of the film the friends and family section. <laughs> You know, because the celebrity section comes later. This is friends and family. Yes. <laughs> this is this is where he gathers up literally every single person he knows and says, hey, I'm going to throw this at you. Pretend to die. So this montage of people getting killed by the Devil End is interrupted by Detective Rock being shown another corpse by the mad scientist, which is also exactly just the same skeleton as before. Yeah. I believe I believe it says then uh, one of them says there has to be a logical explanation for it. <laughs> There's actually a really great moment in this montage of of people dying because not everybody dies, and this That's is one of true. my favorite examples of where it doesn't. Is the devil ant goes to attack a little girl, and it, it just the, the audio is really bad, but you can clear her clearly hear her say casually, "Ah, it's the devil ant," <laughs> and then just meanders over to a truck and starts getting in. <laughs> the voiceover goes, "The devil ant attacked this little girl who was not afraid of it." <laughs> <laughs> and the ant just moves on frustrated i guess you're right it doesn't kill everyone it runs into it doesn't kill everybody there's and there's another moment where the ant says to somebody who he's killing he says you're dead i'm killing <laughs> that's you. right that's the first time that we can, we discover that the uh the devil ant can actually speak as right well. right because yeah because the ant can now talk yeah which is important for the next uh clip which we'll get to in just a moment uh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So a guy named Sid gets killed, uh, his buddy comes out, and, but it was too late, and the Devil Ant uh, wasted people around the clock, 24 hours a day. Uh, then it cuts to Scientist Rock, the mad scientist. He's reading a copy of The Onion, and actually reads some actual headlines from The Onion, <laughs> before then pretending that it's a newspaper that says, Toxic Waste Found Devil Ant Believed to Be at Large. 
This is where uh, he yells at Ivan for losing the the ooze, the toxic ooze, the toxic waste, uh, right. and then uh, and then Ivan proceeds to eat and talk about everything that he's eating. <laughs> and and then this is where uh, where we the sequence we mentioned earlier where the the mad scientist starts to talk. And then yeah. he realizes he doesn't have his glasses on, and then he puts them on. <laughs> and then he reveals that he actually wanted to make monsters with the radioactive waste. Right, right. So I don't remember anything, if anything in particular happens after that, but then we get we cut to a new day. Mo, if you're and, talking about the rest of the movie, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so, But this is one of my favorite voiceovers in the entire film, where it starts off and we get to see like a sunrise, and it goes, Sun up! Dawning of the day! <laughs> Then we see a laundry guy. Like, 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 no, no joke though, no joke. You got it. Like, like this movie would be pure shit if it wasn't for those voiceovers. Well, it wouldn't because, make any goddamn sense. Yeah, it barely makes cause, sense with them. Yeah, because because <laughs> every bit of exposition that's happening, like every bit of of storytelling, is directly because of those voiceovers. It's sort of leading the the story forward, and they're all kind of oddly genius in their own way. Like especially in like the wording that he uses, like that one where you go, "Sun up, dawning of the day." It's <laughs> fuck. It's just fucking brilliant. So uh, the laundry guy arrives. To, <laughs> the voiceover says to, to, to deliver Detective Rock's shirts. <laughs> so this is actually for sure a real laundry guy, and he checks. He like goes to every single door of the house, and then ends up at a shed. And some doors that, and some doors. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, and some doors that aren't on the house. Yeah. So he goes to a shed and goes. I guess the Rock isn't home. So I guess the Detective Rock also goes by the Rock. <laughs> but the Devil Ant was home. And then we see the devil ant crawl out of a pumpkin, Mo. <laughs> so uh, he's obviously shooting this devil ant crawling out of this pumpkin. And if you want to hear some quality devil ant improvisation, it sounds like this. I'm stuck. I can't get out of this pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm stuck. Ah, help. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, 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 and it goes yeah. on like that. <laughs> yeah, so there's this great moment now where the devil ant decides to climb a tree. Yes. Okay. But then, and the driver comes and he and he and he leans up against the tree, I guess, to wait for <laughs> Detective Rock to show up. So the thing climbs back down the tree and then jumps on him to attack him. Yes. <laughs> and while making that grunting sound the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This brings us back to Detective Rock's headquarters. This time he's talking about something he microwaved that ended up being too hard. Uh, right, this this right. is also where he reveals about his the 20 bucks that he's making with the take-home market research survey. Right, right, right. And this is also where we find out that for some reason he has a picture of Saddam Hussein hanging above <laughs> his desk. No, that's Saddam Insane. <laughs> so, uh, sure. I think this might be the first time where the phone rings, uh, and it's very... I mean, it was before, but this is the first time I noticed it and made a note of it. So every time the phone rings, it's just him going, bring, bring. Yeah, it's literally just him going, bring. And this is where the phone person on the other end of the phone, who, again, I guess he's a police officer, is supposed to be. He says that Evan House is dead, and once again, Rock does not believe that it was a monster, uh, that it was a devil ant anyway. Um, and and he goes, ah, Evan was tough, his dad's a hard worker. <laughs> Um, He even mentions here, by the way, the Monster Bash convention that he also talks about in the intro. (laughs) 
I guess he talk, he talks about Monster Bash a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But what the funny thing about it is in the intro he mentions that he finished this movie and had a couple of copies ready to go to the Monster Bash that he's referring to right here so he can sell copies of it. Wow. <laughs> can you imagine buying it, watching it that night, and have him talk about the very convention that you were at that day? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he says he's not going to forget to check up on the Devil End. I guess it's not really on his radar. But right now he needs to eat to keep up his strength. Then he starts there, talking a, about some fanzine that he has. And there's a great moment here too, where uh, where he sees one of the dead bodies. Like I think it's the of the delivery guy, and he goes, "Well, that wraps up the case." Yes, he says that wraps up the case. <laughs> case closed. <laughs> well, he's dead. That wraps it up. So then Matt O'Connell, unaware of the fury of the Devil Ant. <laughs> Again, it's just another, it's a series of people who just show up and are killed by the Devil Ant. Usually it's just thrown at them. They hold it. Sometimes they scream and fall down. Sometimes they don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, and we get a lot of the sometimes they don't even do that later on in the film. Uh, in this uh, particular voiceover, it mentions that uh, the Devil Ant's looking to find the way of the humans, which is obviously a reference to Robot Monster, but makes no goddamn sense in the context of this movie. Right, right. Then my favorite part of any of the kills happens uh, outside of the celebrities. This is a reporter from the Chicago Reader. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing this guy is an actual reporter. Because yeah, he, he walks through like a little uh, fence uh, and he, he says, I'm looking for David the Rock Nelson. Again, doesn't make any sense because that's not a person who exists in this movie yet. Though we will meet him <laughs> in just a little bit. He then gets attacked by the Devil Ant and says this. Hi, um, my name's Neil Pollock. I'm from the Chicago Reader. I'm here to interview David the Rock Nelson. Hello? Anyone there? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> there it is. Oh, I just wanted to be a reporter. I never thought I'd be attacked by the devil ant. <laughs> <laughs> that guy went all in, and I gotta appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yo. Right there for you, sir. Right there. And then someone else comes out, and he goes, Hey, someone's dead. <laughs> and then he also gets attacked by the devil ant. Oh, man. Ah. <sighs> So this, so I, I, I'm sure at this point you're probably noticing a trend here. Uh huh. Um, but uh, so you can probably guess what the next scene <laughs> that's going to happen is. So we're back at Detective Rock's office, and he's eating again. He's eating some Chinese rate, food. He's eating some Chinese food, and he and finds like, out that Craig Ozzy Ozimek is dead. He cracks me up every time he eats Chinese food because he just jams the fuck out of those chopsticks into the fucking thing. <laughs> it's amazing he doesn't go right through the bottom of the goddamn I was cer- I was certain he was going to go through the bottom at least once. Um, but yeah, I-, I like the fact that he talks to his phone every time it rings. He'd be like, bring. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Bring, bring. Come on, shut up. I'm coming. I'm, bring, I'm trying to eat here. Leave me alone. So this is this time he finds out about the death of the guy who just died there, which I guess was Craig Ozzy Ozimek, who I believe also was the person who taught him uh, boxing. Um, ah. And it, he also says, he goes, oh, Howie, there's no way a little ant could kill Ozzy. He lifted weights and drank all natural protein drinks. <laughs> And then he t- goes on about Paul Nashi movies and the giant Gila monster. And then he and says, then I, and, mm-hmm. and he struggles like crazy to open up one of the drawers in his desk and just gives up. Again, he's talking <laughs> to a guy to on the phone. One. And then he admits that he believes in the giant ants from the movie Them, but doesn't believe in the devil ant. 
Yeah, well, why why wouldn't you believe in, in the giant ants? From right. Japan? That's that's a documentary. Man. Then he goes back to saying that Ozzy was big. He pumped iron. He lifted weights. He could have squashed right. it with his bicep. <laughs> All right. And, and, and okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Now, now I will say, I feel like I've said this six times already, but one of my absolute favorite David Rock Nelson moments is right here where he, where detective Nelson, detective Nelson, detective rock, sorry, puts, uh, it goes, now I'm mad. And then he puts on his sunglasses <laughs> and he goes, now I'm bad. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I mean, like, like, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've talked several times about the old, uh, home videos, like the old, like comedy skits and stuff that me and my friends would sure. make. That line right there is so much, uh, just a perfect example of a line that my buddy Bosch would do would have come up with. It's, I mean, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. So then it cuts to another like office looking building and we're introduced to Conrad. Now Conrad is almost certainly named after Conrad Brooks. I would think. Sure. Yeah. He is. He's, Con- al- he's also one. He's also one of the very few named characters in the film. That's not just the actual person's name. Yeah. And in fact, so he's supposed to be uh, calling people at random to get donations to the police, which I'm guessing is an actual thing that David Rock Nelson did because otherwise, why would you put that in a movie? Right, right. So he gets up uh, after making a phone call. He, he calls someone and unsuccessfully gets a donation. He calls somebody and tells him that they're a good kid. He calls a guy. He calls George Stover, not the George Stover, just someone who also is named George Stover. Well, there's somebody who they who they later describe to as this George Stover of the stage. Yes, right. Yeah, and, and he does. He looks a lot like George Stover. It's really creepy, actually. Uh, but he calls him and he, he calls somebody up and tells him, hey, well, you're a good kid. And then the guy on the phone says, well, you're a good kid, too. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And that's the entire goddamn conversation. Yeah. 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 If my notes say, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's the most random, pointless conversation ever. And then the guy goes to try to buy, <laughs> goes to try to buy a Pepsi. Yep. Uh, from the machine. And of course is, yeah, 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 attacked by the devil ant. Uh, this is the one of the the first times where when the devil ant walks off, you can actually see in the in the side of the screen David Rock Nelson's hand just manipulating it. <laughs> <laughs> so then it cuts to still within this same location where people are calling for donations to the police. David the Rock Nelson, the twin brother of Detective Rock, but in this case, right. the detective does not know that he has a twin brother, even though he knows he has a different twin brother. Right. <laughs> It's fucking idiotic. So he's calling someone uh, to get uh, to get donations, and then some person off screen after he's finished the call, he basically yells at him for not doing it better, and that tells him that he has to go home because it's after nine. Yeah, and uh, okay, so then from here we are introduced to an unnamed character, um, and uh, and and you always know it's a bad sign when when people start talking about the devil ant uh-huh. because the second you start talking about the devil ant, that's when it shows up and kills you. This so guy. this guy's talk. So this guy's talking about how he's not worried at all about the devil ant because there's security. <laughs> that, there's security. Uh, <laughs> that, there's security. That's the worst thing you can do while the devil ant is around. <laughs> yeah, never talk about how you're not worried about the devil ant because he'll kill you. So he's like, he's like, I'm 23. <laughs> you know, for some reason that's a factor, right? Um, and that there's and that there's security on the building, 
which is hilarious because when you finally meet the security guy, you're like, <laughs> you're like how the hell is he going to stop the fucking ant? But anyway. So this guy is, yeah, he's, he's I'm 23, I'm young, that ant's not going to mess with me. Devil Ant kills him, of course. Immediately. Then his friend comes in, and he thinks that the guy's either drunk or sleeping on the job, which is apparently <laughs> a very common thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Dubbed over with uh, David Rock Nelson's voice, he goes, Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> and he calls 911 and says, 911? Yeah. Yeah, I got someone dead right here. Okay. All right. All right. Mike! Mike! And then we could hear him run off to yell for Mike, and that's Mike McGillicuddy, the security gentleman. Yeah. So then Mike runs in. <laughs> this is one of my favorite overdubs in the entire fucking movie. Mike runs right in, here. discovers that there's a dead body there. Then he picks up the phone, and I guarantee you that he calls 911 as well. But they realize afterwards, well, that doesn't make any sense. So now it's all dubbed over for him to be calling the coroner instead. Well, no- nothing's dubbed over except for the word coroner, yes. which is really great. Because I'm going to need a coroner (laughs) (laughs) and then we see paramedics rushing to the scene and it's just footage of actual ambulance which of course is classic no budget movie making oh yeah 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 get the footage where you can so then the devil ant is continuing to crawl around uh and it's crawls on top of like um like a computer stand or or a bookcase or something and and the guy who originally found the body his name is john he's calling his girlfriend on the phone he's talking to her and he goes, one thing's for sure, Brian is dead, wasted, and somebody did it. <laughs> that's a reference to a movie too, isn't it? The Somebody Did it. I think that's from an Edward movie, right? Oh, maybe, maybe. Then, guess what happens, Mo? Oh, yeah, he's promptly killed. Yes, and Mike finds his corpse and he goes, ah, oh, shoot, no. <laughs> <laughs> that night... Uh, an older woman opens her front door because a reporter is there to take some photographs for the Chicago Reader. I guess he is not uh, concerned that another reporter from that look, same uh, same uh, publication got killed just earlier the day, the day before. My notes here are so good. It says, some dude shows up for something, parentheses, can't hear, and is killed. <laughs> he goes in, starts looking around David Rock Nelson, like the actual person's uh, room, his bedroom. Right. Uh and then he gets attacked he, by the devil ants. Well, the be- the best part is that he gets really low to the ground and starts wondering if that's David Rock Nelson. Yeah, is that David yeah. Rock Nelson? That thing that's David the size of an ant? <laughs> yeah, right. And then he dies. And then uh, we discover that the reason David Rock Nelson was not in his room at the time was because he was preoccupied and he yeah. was reading a magazine on the toilet. He was um, taking a shit. He was taking a shit. And then suddenly, as he comes out... The devil ant crawls down some stairs and attacks the actual David Rock Nelson. However, unlike everybody else for the most part, he does not go down without a fight. Yes. So they have a big fight, him and this fucking ant. <laughs> <laughs> they brawled until midnight, apparently, according to the voiceover. He's stomping <laughs> on it. It attacks his leg. It says, despite being an ex-boxer and marine, the rock finally succumbs to the vicious, relentless, bloodthirsty, unyielding, resilient devil ant. And this is, we do see a small bite mark on his arm to show that there is more special effects in this film. Yeah, and nobody ever mentions anything about, like, the devil ant being, like, you know, venomous or... No, it it kills with one bite, believe me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So then the mad scientist shows Detective Rock the body of David Rock Nelson, 
And his response and is, he goes, hey. he goes, that's that's my long lost brother. That's right. That's my long lost brother. And the guy just like the response from the mad scientist is just, I know. And at one point he goes, sorry. At one point he goes, look at those wounds. I mean, yeah, I was just, wounds. I was just gonna say that. I was Why does he say, say that? that? <laughs> <laughs> like, is he all of a sudden Transylvanian? It's weird. Like, this is the sequence where, like, the mad doctor suddenly seems to have an accent, which I did not notice <clears throat> previously. <laughs> Look at so, those wounds. So later... Hey, the, the, I do not drink. Later, the mad doctor is eating candy and is on the phone, and he calls Ed <laughs> and Carl Huff. And he, they are naturalists, so they're environmentalists, who uh, are searching for the canister. I don't know why he calls them. There's no real context for why he wants them to go over and check out the location. But this leads into probably the most <laughs> memorable part of the whole movie, Mo. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> the former presidential candidate and uh, longtime politician, very controversial subject. Um, Hillary. Well, back, back then it wasn't as such, but... This is the late 90s. Hillary Clinton was making some sort of appearance in Illinois where The Rock lives, I guess. And so he showed up to this crowd of people who are waiting to see the former first lady. Uh, and he basically attacks them with the devil hand. I, I want to pick your brain here for a second, okay? So imagine, if you will, it's the late 90s. You're in Des Plaines, Illinois. <laughs> okay? Yep. And you hear that Hillary Clinton is going to be visiting a church. So, of course, you being the politically savvy person that you are... Go to see if you can catch a glimpse. Yeah, so I can yell, Bernie would have won at her. (laughs) (laughs) I would have shouted, the DNC should be ashamed. Uh, George Soros murdered people and you were in on it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. How do you like your pizza? Um, Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, Mo, you were asking me a question. (laughs) Okay, so you show up there, you're standing there, you're waiting... Amongst all the other old people. And some crazy fucking dude with a camera and a toy ant starts waving it in your face going, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a part where the you crowd know, you, spontaneously you know starts fact. singing happy birthday to Hillary Clinton. And he just leaves it in the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, my reaction would be, what the fuck is happening? Is this a bit for The Daily Show? Um, right, exactly. And now, now, me, personally, I would have laughed. I would have been laughing the entire time. And a lot of the people do seem to take it in, in all good fun. You know, there's a couple of people who actually get attacked by the thing. Yes. And nobody falls down to the ground and dies or anything like that. They look more confused but, yeah. in a gentle, good-natured way. Right, exactly. They do seem to be taking it all in a very good stride, at the very least. So then, after these people get attacked... We get a call. We get a call. Detective Rock, sitting at his desk, gets another call about Hillary Rodham Clinton being attacked by the devil ant. <laughs> I better get down there protect the first lady. He says he's going to go there and protect her. He's going to go undercover looking like a Secret Service agent, which just means him putting on a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. But then it cuts to the fact that Hillary hid inside a church while the devil ant waves outside. <laughs> then it said, sensing the devil ant was no longer stalking her, Hillary left the church to greet her fans. And then she just comes out and talks to some of the people that are there. This is some of the best guerrilla filmmaking I've ever seen. Like, it's just so I mean, good. it's basically one step up from just taking, like, local news footage of, of someone visiting your city and just yeah. saying, they were doing that to see the devil ant. 
So then we get now for for the rest of the movie. This is basically <laughs> my first when I when I first started watching this, I split it into two halves. This is the cutoff point. Everything else that happens after this is basically not even a movie anymore. It is yeah. just the rock going to various places and uh, and him documenting it with his camera and attacking everyone at those places with the devil hand. Yeah. Although he does do something kind of brilliant in a second. So first things first, we, we you know, we'll just get this over the way, out of the way. Um, he stops and talks to this guy. I believe his name is Mike Lowe. Um, I think this one's Mike Weldon uh, from Psych- or Mike Weldon. Mike Weldon yeah. from Psychotronic. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and and he says, oh, I don't believe in the devil ant. And the devil ant kills him. Yes. You know, nice little cameo. Funny, uh, interesting to put him in there. Why I forgot his name, I'll, uh, I feel bad for him because I love that book. But right. anyway, um, you know. And, and then at this point, we get a shot. And this is one of the most brilliant things. And he does this two more times in the film. Since he's running out of characters to use and kill... He just finds photographs. This is something else. It's really He finds fucking photographs and then just films the photographs and just overdubs, like just talks. Yeah. You know, giving giving the characters in these photographs. He does not reference the fact that these are photographs. It's, for all intents and purposes, it's video, except we as the audience don't know that. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's crazy. I've written, I've read it. Now it's just photographs with the rock talking over them. Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually the moment where I realized this guy's a fucking genius. Yeah. You know, in in doing this shit. Because I'm like, I'm like, I, me as like a a fairly artistic person, you know, who, who dabbles in the, in film and, and photography. And like, I, I never would have thought in a million years to take a picture and film it and use that as characters in my movie. There's that, remember that there's that Simpsons episode with Frank Grimes, Homer's enemy, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where there's a part in that. He, lo- he, he loved to be called grimy. Yeah. Old grimy himself. So there's yeah. a part in that where Homer finds out about this contest, which is being set up uh, to, to lose basically. And he says, Hey Lenny, tell Mr. Burns, I've gone home to work at the contest, but he, he's, not talking to a person he's talking to a photograph that is on his desk and he can't tell the difference between real life and a <laughs> photograph that's there which is the joke and i find yeah. it very very funny one of my favorite moments funny. of the episode absolutely i get the impression that it's possible that david rock nelson literally can't tell the difference between a <laughs> photograph and a living person <laughs> so then we get uh, there's a again another montage basically of like a reporter gets killed a couple people getting killed by the um by the Devil End, and then we head to Chinatown, Mo, for one of your favorite sequences, mm-hmm. where we run into infamous ghost hunter Richard T. Krull. And he is asked, again, in this case, there's no context. It's not like Detective Rock is asking him. It's just no. the person holding the camera asks him, what do ants represent in the supernatural? And, like, and you know, and, and, and I love the fact that, like, he answers so candidly about it. It's like... I've never been asked that before. Like, like I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's in the movie. <laughs> and it's in the movie. He doesn't even get killed by the devil ant. Yeah. Well, he's he's got more ghost hunting to do. So then we go to Delilah's, which I guess is some sort of bar uh, where they do like movie screenings for their local psychotronic film society. Right. And uh, this, the movie at this point literally just turns into amateur home video footage of, of The Rock just meeting people and talking to them, some of them say they don't believe in the devil ants. Some of them don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is cut in. We see Andrew the Chief. I don't know who that is. Uh, he has apparently done extensive research on the Devil Ant. He arrives home, hears some strange noises, but carries on. And then we see him go inside a, like a trailer, a trailer home. Um, and then he's attacked by the Devil Ant. Oh, remember at this point, Parthomo? He doesn't get killed right away. He just wags his tongue at the Devil Ant. He doesn't get killed at all. Oh. He successfully fights away the devil That's right. by wag by wagging his tongue at him so he, several times. There's just this shot of this dude just like wiggling his tongue, and then the voiceover goes, "He was intimidated by Andrew." So then back to Detective Rock. He's eating more Chinese food. He's drinking and of tea. Course he, and, yeah, and he mentions that he needs to hand out flyers for Monster Bash. <laughs> That's right. He's got the posters in his hand. Uh, <laughs> and a call comes over the radio. Um, then, Oh, and this is... Okay, this one's in his car, right? This sequence is in his car, yes. not at his home. Yes. So he's sitting in his car. He's eating Chinese food. He gets a call over the radio that he just ignores it. Um, and then it's weird because he's eating and there's like a little bit of light. And then when he finally picks up the call, it's almost complete dark darkness. So he literally right. was ignoring what he had to do in that particular sequence. Um, and then he the, the the voiceover says that they found a body and he has to go check it out. And I love the fact that when he answers the call, it's just a microphone. Yeah, it's just a microphone. It's not like a radio receiver at all. It's literally just a microphone. But this is one of those great things. So now, okay, so, so that passes. And then we get just random scenes of just the wind blowing trees around wherever and the devil ant crawled the wind blew vehemently <laughs> <laughs> vehemently <laughs> then it's just like shit goes to fucking pot at this point it just goes crazy right the devil yeah, ant we yeah. see it going into a hot dog restaurant um <laughs> and then it leaves and it goes still hungry he the devil ant sought more victims to munch upon uh then he irritates a bunch of people on the street the Devil Ant stops for some coffee at a local coffee shop, which has a great slogan that says corporate coffee sucks, which David Rock Nelson enjoys so much that he says it out loud and cuts and back cuts, to it and later. cuts back to it. Yeah, it cuts back to it. So then it goes back to Delilah's The Bar, where, again, it's just back to the Psychotronic uh, Film Society, and it's just a yeah. bunch of people watching movies. There's an Australian guy who has his friends there, and he's talking about The Devil Ant. Uh, there's a guy wearing a big uh, shirt that says Bush on it, which is kind of strange um, because Bush sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes outside and he gets attacked by the devil ant. This is where I want to be sedated is playing in the background. Right. <laughs> uh, so then a dude in the bar who was, I guess, with that guy with the Bush shirt says, uh, hey, where's Mike? So he goes outside uh, <laughs> and he says, oh, Mike, what happened? You're dead! You're dead! My favorite part about that is that's like a classic Hollywood reveal without the reveal. Yes. Like the guy walks out, lights up a cigarette, smokes it for a couple of seconds, and then looks down to nothing. To nothing, of because, course. Because it never shows what he's looking down to, and that's when he says that line. It's like, dude, there's a corpse at your feet. Like, at your feet. But then one of my favorite lines in the entire movie happens where a man goes to buy a handful of nuts and a voiceover says, this man bought a handful of hot nuts. <laughs> then it says, it would be the last handful of nuts he would get in this life. <laughs> 
so then there's just a bunch of people get killed. Australian guy and his friends get killed. Um, a woman checks on the Australian guy. She gets killed. There's people laughing while that's going on. The DJ ends up getting fucking killed. Uh, just there's a great moment where where a guy uh, where there's two guys standing next to each other, and one of them's holding a candle. You know, obviously because there's not enough lighting in this scene to see what's happening. So he throws the devil ant at one guy who, you know, of course, adjusts it so that the head is facing upwards and attacks himself with it. He dies. Then the other dude who's holding the candle reaches over and puts it on the bar. And then they, and then they throw the, the ant at him and he dies. <laughs> Yes, so everyone dies pretty much. Safety, safety first. Uh, and and oh, by the way, so as as David Rock Nelson is leaving this bar, someone yells at him from a window above the bar. Right, and he leaves it in the fucking movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> he, Why did you get out of here? He pretends that he's talking about the Devil Ant. Yeah. After a long night of monster movies and drinking Java, <laughs> Detective Rock decides to hit the hay. Uh, so I guess we're supposed to think that. No, we wouldn't have thought that he was in that previous scene because the Devil Ant was attacking everybody and the Detective Rock does not believe in the Devil Ant. Right. Uh, oh, now we get... Uh, so the Rock goes... Detective Rock goes to bed. We get some shots of the sun coming up and a duck pond where uh, <laughs> the fucking rubber <laughs> Devil Ant is attacking the ducks in this pond. I love that he just throws the ant at a duck. <laughs> like, it's so fucking random. He goes angry with rage at the animal kingdom for not providing his breakfast. The devil ant unleashed his fury. <laughs> then he goes to Ohio. The devil ant leaves Chicago and goes to Ohio and stops to attack some geese on the way. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have to imagine in your brain here <laughs> a shot of, you know, it's a, a like a, a shot of basically a man holding the devil ant and running after geese with it while he shakes it at them. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, okay. So there's a bunch of shit that happens that is not important. Uh, Detective Rock, we see him eating pancakes and bacon while watching a movie. And in fact, recognizes that, that his brother, the twin brother that died, David, the rock Nelson is in the movie that he's watching. Yeah. He even says it's a four-hour suckathon. <laughs> then he drinks coffee and he eats some donuts and he dunks those donuts in milk. And then he shows footage from his movie Vampire Woman of the Vampire Woman Escaping the Sun. Then we see the Devil Ant arrive in Akron, Ohio, where it briefly invades the University of Akron. And then he invades the Qu uh, Quaker Square Hilton, which I'm guessing is where David Nelson was staying while there. Yeah, and this is that's where the that's where Fright Vision is happening. Right, Fright Vision, which is a convention. And at this convention, we run into the first of our major celebrities, Mo. Yes, 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 yes. Fred Olin Ray. <clears throat> the great Fred Olin one, Ray. One of the manliest directors of all time. That's right. And uh, somebody, the, I guess the holder of the camera, who happens to sound like David Rock Nelson, asks him what did he think of Conrad Brooks versus the werewolf. Fred Olin Ray says it was too bloody for him. And then the devil ant kills Fred Olin Ray. <laughs> then the video gets caught in like a weird loop for a second It gets really fucking weird uh, And then Detective Rock gets another call While eating That Fred Olin Ray got wasted by the devil ant uh, But he thinks that it's gibberish and an old wives tale And in fact he says 
That's an old wives' tale, and you know it. Come on. No, you come on. No, you come on. Man, you know, there's no way a little ant could have killed Fred Olin Ray, man. <laughs> he was tough. He was big. He lifted weights. He pumped iron, man. I know. He was big. He I know. pumped iron. He lifted weights. I know. He would have squashed that thing, man. He could have squashed it with his bicep, man. I know, but he didn't. No, okay, man. Well, I got more important things to do. I, I got gotta sleep. <laughs> what the so there's so, so there's a great example of the overdubbing that he does. Yes, absolutely. That's that's a prime example. It's it's particularly crazy. He never would have killed Fred Olin Ray, man. It's particularly crazy because just shooting it with him saying Fred Olin Ray would have taken no time at all, right? It's just him talking to himself. But yeah. uh, but yes, so that's what happens. So now we head to Pittsburgh, PA, where the rest of the movie, <laughs> for the most part, is going to take place. Yeah. Bunch of fucking bullshit of the devil ant just walking down the street. Uh, this is where he goes by like a bunch of burlesque places and goes inside the adult video store that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and where the guy goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> then he goes garbage picking at one point, which is very odd. Random. And I have my notes. How does he not get his ass beaten into the fucking ground when he's doing this stuff? Yeah, it, well, you know what it is? I, I have a theory about that because like as crazy as David Rock Nelson is... He's also very charming. Yeah. In his in his own way. So I feel like I feel like in any situation he would get himself into where somebody might try to kick his ass, I feel like he could ingratiate himself onto them so fast because he is such a charismatic figure that they would like he'd probably take him out for coffee like 5 seconds after them wanting to kick or, his or ass or buy him a breakfast buffet at the very least. Uh, right. I, I will say the only time I felt bad for David Rock Nelson in this movie is when he did his his magic trick in front of that coffee uh, person, and, and yeah, right. they just were not impressed at all about what was going on. <laughs> so uh, now he goes, uh, I, he walks around Pittsburgh, but then he ends up in Mon- Mon- Monroeville uh, for this monster. Uh, what's the monster bash Mon- convention? Monster bash ninety nine. Monster bash ninety nine. The weather gets bad, so he says the weather got bad at the Monster Bash. <laughs> and this is now we are going to see a string of famous faces, Mo. And it's just yep. it's just a famous person. The Rock will approach them with the Devil Ant, sometimes talking to them first, pretending that he's he's an interviewer for something. Um, and then they will either pretend to be attacked or they will just look confused at the camera not understanding what the fuck is going on. I mean, it starts with John Russo, uh, the co-creator of Night of the Living Dead, s- sitting next to Bill Heinzman as guests of this convention. And it's just a conversation about who Bill Heinzman is and what he's doing at the convention and that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, Bill Heinzman growls at the Devil Ant. That's pretty much all that happens there. Um, he grabs it and attacks the camera back at one point. Uh, the Devil Ant tries to kill someone dressed as a zombie. It attacks musician Gino Sasani, who I don't know who that is. Uh, I mean, it literally is just footage of him just going around a convention. Yeah, this is essentially like the equivalent of like a video autograph book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, And at one point, he picks up a magazine, which has an article about David Rock Nelson in it and says... Uh, it's David the Rock. I'm gonna get him. I already killed him earlier in the movie. <laughs> Suddenly, Dennis Scary dropped tennis, fought back with his scary monster's toys. And that gives you an idea. So at this point, he's talking from the perspective of the monster, right? That is just floating in the air, attacking people. 
Yeah, and getting real meta there, too. We are talking about how I already killed him earlier in the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, the- so he, go- he goes to a be- breakfast buffet and talks about how, uh, you know, the, 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 the devil ant pigged out and drank some, guzzled some cranberry juice with a dash of human blood. He does attack a B-movie, B-movie actress, Robin Chaney, and then returns to her later on, uh, and it does get slightly creepy. <laughs> It does. He he goes back to her like three times. And I think the third time she doesn't like it was by accident. Like, I don't think they just happen to be in the same place at the same time. But he does go back to her at least twice. What's great is that they often the people who, again, have no idea what is happening here. They refer to the devil end as a spider because it right. sort of looks like, you know, on first glance, a spider. Yeah. So then uh, Detective Rock oh. gets a call about Ron Rondo Adams being dead, got killed by the devil end, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit at this fucking point? <laughs> he gets mad at the person on the phone for giving him bad news. He doesn't want people telling him bad news. Right. No right. wonder he likes Trump so much. Um, oh, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> so then Saturday, June 20th, 1998, that's the next morning, says so on the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. The Devil Ant, as you mentioned, hunts for his breakfast, has the breakfast buffet, which I'm going to guess that David Rock Nelson also had the breakfast buffet because he refers to it. This is when we run into the great Conrad Brooks star, of course, uh, Ed Wood's um, cadre of actors. And king of the hard sell. King of the hard sell himself. Again, uh, someone that you have had some experience with. Somebody who have I personally have had intimate encounters with. So Con- That sounded wrong. That sounded way wrong. <laughs> you fucked Conrad Brooks. I think we can all, we all heard you say it, so I don't see why yeah. you would try to deny it. He was a very gentle lover. So Conrad is is finishing up at least a portion of his uh, <clears throat> autograph signing or whatever. So he's starting yeah, and, to leave. And he gets... And he, cle- he clearly just wants to go. He wants to... He doesn't want to... Wanna, yeah. Yeah. He's tired. He doesn't want to be He's old. There. He's tired. He doesn't want to be there. He tries to walk away. He recognizes that it's, he knows who David Nelson is. And he's like, I got to go, Rock. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. So the Rock just throws the fucking devil at him. <laughs> he doesn't respond at all to it. So imagine imagine being such a, for lack of a better term, annoying personality that Conrad Brooks is trying to avoid you. Then we see some footage of the King Dapper combo performing for their many fans. They were pretty good. They're pretty good. Back inside, Son of Ghoul, um, who we mentioned earlier, he sexually harasses a woman. We get to see that. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the Devil Land attacks him because why the fuck not? Yeah. Then members of the King Dapper combo in the hallway of the hotel, they get attacked by the Devil Ant, uh, though it really does seem like they're more getting attacked by David Rock Nelson, who climbs in the elevator with them and makes them all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> super, super fucking uncomfortable. Like, it's so obvious they're getting into that elevator to get away from him. <laughs> they're like, look, we look, we play, look, Zombo played, played your game. He died. Okay. We, we have to go away now. Then we, uh, the Devil Ant ends up by a car, which also has ants drawn on it, and he's very fascinated. Then the, Jesus, then the ant eats some uh, King Kong-themed cake. It's so ridiculous. I'm just going to skip to the part where he runs into Tom Savini. <laughs> yeah, we can skip Hillbilly Werewolf, we can skip Wolfman. Although that is really good Wolfman makeup. It has though, pretty I good. One of the fans that has, was has really good makeup good. on, though he, yeah. he does not react very wolf-like to the Devil Ant. No, um, no. Tom Savini's there. Fucking David Nelson goes, the devil ant attacked. And Tom Savini looks as irritated as you always hear about Tom Savini being at all times. Yeah, Tom Savini reacts very Tom Savini. <laughs> <laughs> then 
we got a part that actually made me kind of sad. Yeah. Because we get the great Forrest J. Ackerman, uh, who is who really was, not, you know, I know he's kind of a figurehead of monster movie lovers, but he really was just a tremendous guy, you know? Yeah. And yeah, here, yeah. he gets approached by David Nelson, who says, "Do you have you ever seen The Devil End? And you can see Forrest J. Ackerman, who was just sitting down, right? And he's thinking through his mind, boy, have I ever seen a movie called The Devil End? Because he's seen just about every monster movie. He's like, no, I haven't. And then he gets attacked by The Devil End, and he completely <laughs> gives into it and just pretends he's being attacked by this crazy monster because he was Forrest J. Ackerman. And, yeah. uh, and let's, now that I've explained it, let's hear it. <laughs> Mr. Ackerman, this is unusual TV. Have have you seen the Devil Ant? The Devil Ant? Yes, sir. No, is it science fiction? Yes, I think it's coming. There it is. I mean, he look. Forrest Ackerman even made that stupid pun because you would expect that pun was genius. It's great, right? That was brilliant. And and he 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 just went with it. The poor man. Yeah. <laughs> of of all the good sports in this movie, Forrest Ackerman is without a doubt the best. So uh, then Detective Rock gets a call that Forrest Ackerman has been killed by the Devil Ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I read his magazine. He th- then he goes, the guy's a legend, a legend in his own time and his own mind, which almost seems like an insult, which is such a strange look at this. Yeah. <laughs> he was too much of a fiend, man. Um, so the... So then he goes, I guess Forey wasn't invincible after all, but rest in peace, Forrest Jay Ackerman. Um, then we get a lot of other footage of just random attendees of this fucking place getting killed. Uh, oh, I do. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you're going. This is the, this is the other major special effect in the movie. Yes. We're very close <laughs> this is to the, the end. The best special effect in the movie. So a man by the name of Joe Scannell. Um, who I, for a second, I thought was Joe Spinell. And then I saw him like, no, that's not Joe Spinell. Um, <laughs> that would have been attacked. great. <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. Because like, I would have been like, oh, that's creepy as shit. Anyway, um, this guy gets attacked by the devil ant while driving. And he pretends to sort of swerve around uh, on the road. And then we get the most brilliant special effect of all time. It's a Hot Wheels, or in yes. uh, in this part of Canada, we call them dinkies. Little small car, and it's just they just pushes it off a piece of dirt into some water. <laughs> that's the car. <laughs> that's, the, that's the gentleman being attacked by the devil and and smashing into the water. It's just the fucking dinky. Oh, it's the best. So then back at Detective Rock's headquarters, he's drinking some liquor, uh, toasting Forrest J. Ackerman, and then the voiceover informs us that he stopped after one drink and took a train to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and this is what sure. leads to uh, to David Rock Nelson annoying that um, that person trying to sell him coffee. Yeah, and we've talked about that already. And so then after guzzling his Java, Detective Rock arrives at the Monster Bash. And then he does another one of those things where he's looking at all the bodies. And then he talks about how he was sad that one of the people who were dead were dead because they gave him a free buffet. Which I'm guessing was the buffet that we saw earlier, even though that wasn't supposed to be David Rock Nelson as the detective. Right. Right, exactly. Now, there is a great moment in this, too, where he starts talking about this guy, and then he talks about his wife, and his name was something Yarber, and he goes, and there's Mrs. Yarber, and, like, it's clear that he cuts the camera here so that he can either try to find her name or remember her name. Yes. And then it cuts back to him, and he goes, I mean, Julie. (laughs) Okay, so then we go. It goes to New York uh, to, to attack someone who, again, is just a series of still photos, which is just 
crazy. Because why even add this into the fucking movie? Well, I love the fact that this guy is like has these photos, like either has them ready or took them for this because they're perfect for what Rock was using them. Yeah, for. yeah. It's just like the guy didn't own a video camera but wanted to be in the movie, so he's like, "Yeah, just take a couple of photos. I'll put you in here." Yeah, but they're like full size pictures. They're like full size, like human size pictures. So now Roger Corman. The great filmmaker. In fact, uh, David Rock Nelson's favorite filmmaker. He was being honored for life achievement in Chicago. So The Rock showed up to take some footage of this speech. So we see a lengthy speech by Roger Corman. A big chunk of it talking about the creation of A Bucket of Blood and, and his career at that point. Very interesting. In fact, way better than any of the dialogue in the actual movie itself. Yeah, it's really funny. In any other movie, this would have ground the movie to a halt. In this one, I actually like like I said by this point in the film, I'm tired as fuck. Yes, I just I just want it to be over. Yes, at this you point, know, I, we I, all I'm, just I'm want not, it to be over. Yeah. And I'm not even and I'm not even saying that I'm not enjoying the movie because I really have been enjoying the movie up to this point. But then Roger Corman starts talking, and like I perk up because all I want to do is listen to the rest of this story. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, this is a this movie is a punishing, exhausting experience. But it was very right. nice that they had Roger Corman here at the end. Who then, on his way out of this lifetime achievement, uh, where people are basically saying thank you so much for coming, he gets accosted yeah. by <laughs> the devil ant held by David Rock Nelson. <laughs> and poor Roger Corman, he's just like, oh, okay, that's nice. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then suddenly a call rings out in the night, and it sounds like this. Later, after the show... Suddenly, the devil ant attacked Roger Corman. Eh, eh, Great. Eh. Great. What? Roger what? Corman's been attacked. Roger Corman's been attacked now? By the devil ant. By the devil ant? Yes, sir. <laughs> Poor Roger Corman. <laughs> Poor fucking Roger Corman. Great. 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 <laughs> so he decides at that point that the only person who can kill the devil ant is uh, the horror host Sven Gulli. There's this great moment where he calls Svengulli, and Svengulli is at the uh, convention, and and so The Rock gives him uh, a phone which is unattached to anything, and then references the fact that it's detached from anything, so he can't actually answer the phone call. <laughs> it's unplugged. Yeah, that's right. So then, then we find out that uh, that he he actually does answer it. Svengulli finds out that he's the last hope, uh, and Detective Rock says, uh, "I'm counting on you, my friend." Then, just have your rubber chicken ready. Just have your rubber chicken ready. We see Sven Gulli at a different uh, signing some, somewhere. He's got the rubber chicken. He's signing for his fans. Very distracted. Does not know that this is going to be the end of the movie that he's in. Fucking Dave Rock Nelson throws the, uh, the devil end at him. He hits it with the rubber chicken. And that is literally the end of the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. The ant gets buried and given a hot pink headstone a headstone that says the devil ant born slash made august 29th 1995 died september 8th 1998 may he rest in pieces spelled p-e-i-c-e-s so uh, someone has incorrectly <laughs> spelled the word pieces on his fucking tombstone multiple piece rest in peace he spells pieces incorrectly. I cannot fucking believe it. <laughs> and I think even the voiceover says, "And may Re- he really, rest in re- peace." Hold on, hold on, hold on. Really? Can, can you can you really not believe that? I guess I can believe it. 
Thank you. And then the film has shots of the radioactive canister and another creature jumping out. And then it says, the end, with a question mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the end of The Devil Ant from 1999, uh, which is an entertaining yet uh, completely um, draining experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, like again, and this is generally the case with a lot of the movies that we cover. If I didn't have to take notes, that would have been a like that would have been a great movie. Like this one, honestly, I could have just normally I, I'd want to watch it with people. This one, I legitimately could could sit and watch again by myself, and and might, and actually might because it is really entertaining in its own way. Like it's it's basically you know somebody's home movies with. With a storyline yeah, attached to it, absolutely. And and a person like, whose home here, movies, here, he, a person whose home movies actually connect with the interests of us, right? People, right, people. exactly. So it's like here, here are all my friends. You know, uh, now they're being killed by by a devil ant. You know, here's all these people who I admire and 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 who are celebrities who I'm friends with. Now they're being killed by a devil. ant. I mean, ant, it's what I was know? saying before. You really get to learn more about David Rock Nelson than you do. Yeah. You know, it it it's a kind of a second layer of enjoyment, if you can call it that, to watching these kind of movies. I mean, he has he is a very prolific filmmaker. He's made. Mummy AD, Conrad Brooks versus Werewolf, uh, Son of the Werewolf, The Devil Ant, of course, Frankenstein Stocks, Miss Werewolf, Pumpkin Man, Demon Monster from Outer Space. His most recent movie is called The Fish Man. I guess he's working on one now called The Giant Fly 2. Uh, he had made The Giant Horny Toad Monster a few years back. This is a guy who makes a lot of bizarre monster movies, and he's kind of a local character in Chicago. And again, I applaud him for the fact that he's managed to make this work in his lifestyle. He's an yeah. eccentric, just like he refers to himself as. Uh, but he doesn't appear to be dangerous in any way. <laughs> he just he just is, could be, in some situations, extremely irritating. But sure. what's great about it is he embraces that, too, and just puts yeah. it in his movies. Yeah. This movie, The Devil Ant, it's not for everybody. No. It's not even for all listeners of the show, which it's, it's a strange thing for me to say. But we've had some feedback where people are like... I tried, man. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, it- but honestly, I, I like, like, no joke. I, I went into this expecting it to be like a severe slog. Yeah. And the, the, the amount of, in- and maybe that was just what I needed. Maybe I needed to go into it with no expectation whatsoever, but I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. I can imagine, like, watching this. With an audience on a big screen, you would actually probably think you were going insane by the end of it because of the, how it oh, looks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the, on the Internet Movie Database uh, profile for The Devil Ant, uh, it mentions that its original runtime was 105 minutes. So to say that this was an extended version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this, we watched the longest possible version that anyone could watch of The Devil Ant, and we made it through pretty much unscathed, I would say. Yeah, and I mean that—that that is to say, though there was like bloopers and outtakes and stuff at the end. Neither of us watched it because we neither had, of had us watched it. Yeah, <laughs> I did watch a little bit of it though, and there and like honestly, like I found the uh, like he, there was some interview stuff with Forrest Jackman afterwards right. that was very very charming. So like if like I would say, and it's within the first couple of minutes. So if you if you want to go back and watch that, I would suggest it because because. That those first couple of minutes, there's some real charming stuff going on, but I, I'm not going to sit through the rest of it. But honestly, I, I will say this about this movie. This movie inspires me a lot. 
like this like this this is the epitome of if this guy can make a movie right then anybody can make a fucking movie but even more so than that this guy this movie i should say makes me want to go out and create like a local psychotronic film society right you know and get together to watch movies like this you know in a public setting with like-minded people you know and i feel like it could be a ton of fun you know like at a bar you know or something like that go and watch these ridiculous over the top you know super low budget completely batshit crazy you know movies and just have fun with it i think i think this would be a great movie even with the running time right that I think this movie could be a lot of fun to watch with a, with a bunch of like-minded people. And it's one of those things where the more you know about the creator, the kind of the kind of more interested and more kind of um, the more tolerant, I guess you would be of the content because you know it's just part right. of his personality. It's just an extension. Again, this is no one makes a movie like this. No one could make a movie because so much of David Rock Nelson is in the movie you watch, and he doesn't right. care if exactly. You, he doesn't care if you laugh at it or if you're horrified by it or if whatever. He doesn't care. Because these, this is his life now. So this is just what right. he's going to be doing no matter what. And that's what's interesting is watching the footage, introducing this, and then watching that Vice piece that they did on him last year. He's the same guy. He's exactly the same guy. He's a little older, but yeah. he's still the guy who will rip off his shirt and show his muscles in a fucking moment's notice. <laughs> um, I, you know, yeah, and that's what, that's the other thing I was going to say, too, is like, especially with that intro piece that he did, you know, I feel like if you have never seen a David Rock Nelson film before... You know, like like me, you know, um, that was almost the perfect way to to open up the first David Rock Nelson film, you know, of your viewing because like now you have this idea of the eccentricities of the filmmaker, so you have an an understanding of what you're going into. Exactly, and if you do, by the way, if you don't have access or or you're wondering if you want to purchase a copy of one of these movies. You can also go over to David Rock Nelson's YouTube page, which has a lot, like an endless number of small clips of him doing parts in his movies. You'll get a sense very, very quickly if this is the kind of person that you want to provide money to. <laughs> mm. Sure, sure. But if you do want to buy the films of David Rock Nelson, you can go over to davidrocknelson.com. Uh, you can also follow him on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, if you do follow him on Facebook, get ready for some political ideology which may not match your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be speaking for myself there. Mo. We're, yeah. We're, you know what, Mo? We did not what? talk about what we're going to watch on the next episode of No, no Budget Nightmares. So we got to come up with that right this very second. Fuck that. Let's just keep it a surprise for them. No, no surprises. <laughs> okay. We have to announce so people can get excited for what's going to be on episode number 96. All right, so what, Dave, so what David Rock Nelson movie are we going to cover next? <laughs> well, Mo, I chose this one, so I think it's time for you to choose one. But I chose David Rock Nelson. Uh-huh. I see what you're trying to say. You know what? I have an idea for it, Mo. What's that? Uh, we, we actually mentioned a movie um, when we were trying to come up with uh, with the, with what we ended up ended, what we ended up having as the devil uh, ant, we had another movie we were talking about, and that movie was Tartarus, directed by Dave Wascovich. Yes, Tartarus from two thousand five will be featured on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares. Yeah, it is time for us to get back to some Dave Wascovich. No, Dave, you're thinking of Dave Wascovich. <laughs> Who is the leader of Scientology? 
<laughs> easy mistake to make. This is Dave Waskovich, oh, the Waskovich. the terrible movie maker. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you were just watching horrible thing after horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, Tartarus by Dave Waskovich on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares. Mo, have you watched Indeed. anything good lately? Um, I probably have, but honestly, I just want this fucking episode to be over. So. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening feels the exact same way. My, my, I'm not, I can't even begin to tell you how much my ass hurts from sitting in this chair for this. <laughs> we long. made it through. We, we were almost the final victims of the devil end. Um, yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, we survived. Mo, I recently watched the film Real Men with Jim Belushi and oh, God. John Ritter. That's the, that is the only Jim Belushi film that I actually like. I uh, I couldn't I, I I've watched that movie many times. It's my first time in a few years, and when I watched it, I was like, I can't I can't believe how likable he is in it. Like he's right? he's, he's totally channeling Bill Murray and very intentionally, but he's yeah. really really good. And I was and, and and he teams up with John Ritter like almost perfectly. And, and like I almost kind of wonder if you have to kind of like thank John Ritter f- for how good Belushi is in this because Ritter's kind of fucking great in everything he does, you know. And, and and real man, real man is sort of like his masterpiece in my mind. Like I think he is so likable and charming and funny. You know, and it's a it's really it really is a fucking masterpiece. And even and John Crussell will agree too. It's one of his favorite movies. Uh, well, I guess a stopped clock is right twice a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really weird movie too, and you can see why it audiences is. didn't really take to it at the time. But I'll tell you, it is so much fun to watch. Um, it, I was so happy when I found a copy of that on VHS. Like it's one, it's honestly like one of the crown jewels of my collection. The crown jewels. I, I love that. I can see. I that. fucking love that movie. I really do. But with that said, Mo, I guess we need to prepare ourselves. We have some Dave Waskovich action coming up on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares. In just a few weeks, we'll be talking about Tartarus. I hope that's how it's pronounced. I have no fucking idea. Um, yeah, are you sure it's not just like Tartarus? Tartarus. Well, I mean, fucking fungicide or fungicide. I mean, it's pronounced multiple different ways. Wescovage, Wescavage. Yeah, look, I mean, like, it's all yeah. crazy. It's all nuts. I should stop hitting that fork every time I'm making a movement. <laughs> Uh, I'm headed to Newfoundland in just a couple of days. This episode will be out or before that, but we will return soon with a David Waskovich classic. Mo, let's say goodnight to the people. Oh, I, no, wait. I want to talk about my thing. Oh, right. We, have, we didn't even talk about the plugs. We got to plug everything. Plug your stuff yeah. quickly, Mo. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, so I, just started, I just started a new YouTube channel that I'm really excited about because it's an idea that I've had for a really long time now. And, uh, and I thought it would be really funny to do. So I find, and, and I just like, I, I was in my brain trying to figure out how the fuck I was going to pull it off because it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a complicated idea for me. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to need like a new, you know, expensive tablet so I can do screen records and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, what, what I ended up doing was just doing it on my computer and it's super easy and, and like, and it's, and it's so far I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I'm, I started a new YouTube channel called not very good, um, <laughs> in, in, in which, in which I play video games poorly because you notice like a lot of these video game channels, it's all about them going on there and being the best, you know, and I'm, and I've come to grips with the, with the idea recently that I'm not the best video game player, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it comes to like multiplayer stuff, like online sure. stuff, where like people who like, you know, who spend a lot of time practicing this shit. Like I'm just not that good. So I started up a YouTube page. It's called not very good. Um, you go on Facebook and just do a search for not very good. It's it, you'll find it on there. Just look for my look, look for my face. 
<laughs> and 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 it'll be there. Um, yeah. All right. I, I'm, I will check that out. We'll link that, of course, with the show notes. Uh, you can find more about No Budget Nightmares over at NoBudgetPodcast.com. Get the latest episodes at DorkShelf.com. You can find Mo on Twitter at DrunkOnVHS, all one word. Or yep. on What's that? I said, yup. Yup. And I'm on Twitter at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. And just recently, No Budget Nightmares is on Twitter as well. It's at No Budget Podcast. So you can find us there as well. And if you can do a search on Facebook, join our No Budget Nightmares group, make recommendations, get ready for our big 100th episode rapidly approaching. <laughs> that we've still done almost no thinking at I've all. I've done so some we're thinking do for- about it, but it's not. Well, not- we, we, well. We haven't done no. thinking. We about need it. people just pulling back the curtains. The only time Mo and I ever talk is in regards to the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, as well, you can always check out Eric Roberts is the fucking man at uh, ericrobertsistheman.com. That's my other podcast, recently featured on the Podmass feature on AV Club. Yeah, I'm pushing it. I got to push it. <laughs> my wife is laughing at me, just inches away. Uh, and and Jill's going to be on the next episode of that, talking nice. about Eric Roberts' appearance on My Cat from Hell. I hate Eric Roberts. All right, we'll probably edit all of this out. <laughs> that's okay. That that's okay because I hate my cat from hell. So whatever. <laughs> well, we'll get some input from you as well, Mo. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Mo, with that said, I think we've pimped out everything we can possibly pimp. Pimped. Um, and we need to go. We really need to fucking yes, go. I got to really eat some do. goddamn pizza. Um, <laughs> which, hasn't even which hasn't even been ordered. My wife has been holding on for some reason. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Quiet. All quiet down now, all honey. Right. <laughs> uh, so I got to go deal with that. So uh, we'll leave. Uh, and we'll be back in just a couple of weeks with a Dave Waskovich joint. Word. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks.